Hello, and welcome back to the dungeon for episode seven, Seven Superficial Sibilants Supporting Slanesh. I'm Matt. And I'm Evelyn. And today we are going to talk about Slanesh and Slanesh and Slanesh, right? Exactly. Okay, so we're definitely going to have a little Anvil of Souls where we'll have lots of hobby progress to share. And then we're going to talk about the games played. Um, we did play quite a few games. And then we're going to talk about sort of starting a new army in AOS, kind of, um, what do we call it, empty wallet, happy heart, that kind of thing. And then I have a sort of an interview that I did with Connor where we, we just talked about the Cruel Boys a little more in the Orc Codex. I'm sorry, the Orc Battle Tome. I'm really sorry that this is a week late, but I wanted to wait for a week because A, I wanted to get this interview in. And then B, I wanted it to be on the opposite weeks for my the, uh, D&D group. So I have a D&D group that I do on Sundays, and I like to record on Sundays. But I obviously can't you know, record after I play D&D because just, I'm always really, really tired. So we decided to wait a week to put this one out, and then from now on, they'll just be every two weeks uh, starting on Tuesdays. Same, same, same bat time, same bat channel. So without further ado, I suppose we will go into the hobby and paint. All right, welcome back to the Anvil Souls. I will say we have a lot of hobby progress to talk about this time. What exactly did you do, Evelyn? Well, I painted a lot. Um, Why did you paint a lot? I was given a deal by my dad that if I painted my entire army... The entirety of my Bone Reaper's army, I could pick up this trade to paint. Dis- we do like a ho- holiday paint exchange over at the store where you drop off a model to get painted and then you pick up a model to paint. And it's sort of like a, I don't know, a painting secret Santa. It's pretty fun. High Tide Games does it. And Evelyn wanted to paint a Lord Discordant. I did indeed. Um, Disco Lord himself. But uh, I needed to paint my entire army to do so. So I did, in fact, do that. I painted fully... And based fully the horses that I put together. So I painted the 10 Cavalist Death Riders that I put together and said I would paint. Um, as well as fully painting and basing my Liege Cavalos. I also had 20 Mortec Guard that needed based, so they got based. And I also had these, the, some Morgas Harbringers from Blake that we previously mentioned he gifted to me. I needed to paint them, so I painted them, and then some need to be based, some didn't. So I did that, and then, and then I was finished. Yep, and then you were finished, and now you have a whole army that's completely painted and based and looks really good. It looks beautiful. And it's something you can be proud of. And now you can go into the into Christmas and into a new year and a new army with like a nice free heart, right? Yep, but before that, I get to paint... My, not mine, but a Lord of Discordant. Yes, and I will say, Evelyn has a little bit of a different idea of what flesh metal is than we do, so stay tuned for that. <laughs> oh, it's, it's amazing. It's going to look beautiful. What are your hobby goals and promises for this, um, for this next couple weeks? Well, I'm, I definitely want to get this Lord done because, you know, I need to turn it in by a certain time. December 18th. Yeah, but I'm going to get it done before then. I just, maybe next next Monday, I'll buy, buy next Monday or something like that. You can work done. at it. Yeah, I'd say he's about 60% painted right now. Mm-hmm. 
Um, and I'm not exactly sure what else. I mean, there's always, we still have, like, there is a little bit of Nurgle that's just, like, not put together fully. They're just sort of, like, half put together. It's, like, two dudes and a half. Yeah, the uh, the stuff that we I had originally gotten for Elaine. Yeah. Oh, oh, um, wanna, another thing. You want to say that you're going to put those together? I'm not sure because I do actually have Christmas things to do. I. Um, oh, that's right. Yeah, so I we were doing a Secret Santa for my friend group, and oh wait, d- does this person actually listen? Because no, no, they really like Transformers. So I picked up a Transformer model from High Tide Robots in Disguise, and I'm gonna paint it, and it's gonna look cool. She's gonna paint it yellow. It's Bumblebee. So good luck with that. Yeah, so maybe I might actually take a break and be able, and like do some Christmas Christmas stuff. All right, sounds good. Sounds good. So that's what you're going to do in the next two weeks. You're going to finish those two models. Yep. And what about you? I have, so I've been, I'm focused on painting this entire army kind of all at once. So here's what I have done. I, well, I don't have anything done, but of the models that I have, what I did was I painted all the skin on them first, and then I painted all the red on them and for like the shields and the whatnots. And then I painted all the brown on them. And now I'm at the point where I'm, Actually, tonight, I'm probably going to paint all of the silver on them. And then I'm going to wash it all, put a couple of layers, highlights on it, and, you know, I'll be done hopefully by next time. Next time we... So in two weeks, I'll be done with this whole army. Hopefully. And the army consists of 20 cruel boys, two killabosses, three man skewer bolt boys, a swamp boss scumdrack, a marsh crawler slogoth, a break a boss on Mirebrute Trogoth, and a beast skewer killabow. Nasty. And in between uh, the last couple of weeks, I did get some work done on my uh, Star Wars Legion army. Now, I know Star Wars Legion is in GW, but I will say, putting together these models have been a real pain in the butt. Painting them has been really nice. I love painting droids. So I I painted up six droidicas, and then I painted up nine B1 battle droids. Roger, roger, those little guys. And then I painted up six B2 super battle droids. I'm well on my way to getting that army together. And I'll finally, hopefully, get General Grievous next time I come in. And I bought a couple more little, their little upgrades and stuff that you can have for them. No more droidicas? No more droidicas. Oh my god, I hate those stupid droidicas. They were so awful to put together. But painting them was pretty nice. I like painting them. What colors are you painting them? Uh, well, the, the colors that are standard. So they've got the, like this little this candy red shell on the outside and then on the inside it's it's kind of metallic and then i wanted to have like a little bit of a blue um like a blue fade to represent their shield maybe hitting the ground and going you know things like that yeah and all their weapons are going to be blue because that's kind of the color of blasters so i'm definitely doing that the the battle droids are that kind of um kind of that tan color that you see with Tal a lot. And then the super battle droids are just straight up metal. Uh, but I also did all of them with a little bit of a blue tinge for either their weapons or their, you know, just to make it look a little flashier because I didn't want to just slap a couple coats on and call it good. I wanted it to look a little flashy. In the next two weeks, I definitely want to get this army completely done because I need to. I need to get it done. I've got other stuff in the works. I've got Slanesh coming up. That's what we'll talk about today. I've got a bunch of vampire stuff coming in because I, I ordered the the battle box for that. And I also have, um, so what else do I have? Some more Star Wars stuff to put together. 
You also have a brain tentacle, dude. Oh yeah, I have to. I have to get the brain tentacle guy done because that's you know due on the 18th, and I want to have it long before. I want to have it done by that guy. I'll probably get done by next Monday because that's the guy he chose to pick for the Secret Santa paint and take thing. Yeah, it's like an exposed brain with like tentacles, and it looks kind of Cthulhu esque, and I'm gonna make it look pretty nasty. I, I'm actually already about halfway done painting it. So I think I think that'll that'll turn out really well. It'll be an easy paint. Maybe I'll get just get drunk and paint it one night. I'm sure Sean will like that. <laughs> I I do all of that, and on top of all of that, I got one of the dragons. I got uh well, I'm gonna build Scar. So I want to build and paint that dragon. I don't know if I'll be able to paint him before next time, but I want to at least build him. But mainly, I'm gonna get that army together and based. And that's like, a promise. Looks like you're gonna be busy. I am gonna be busy. It's a hobby problem. A hobby promise. Yeah. And I haven't really actually painted a whole lot the last couple of weeks. And the reason why is because I've been playing a lot of Dead by Daylight. I was trying to get myself up to like uh, rank one survivor. And rank one red survivor is really difficult to do. I was playing almost every night. And when I wasn't playing, I was watching videos on how to play. And uh, it was just a, a rough situation all around. But now that I'm rank one red, I just don't even, I really don't care about playing every night or anything like that. I'll still play because I have fun with my friends, but I definitely won't get on in solo queue. Oof. So that's what we've done in the last couple of weeks, the last three weeks, in fact. And uh, we will be right back for Games Played. And we are back to talk about our Games Played. You want to start off? Uh, Sure. So I'm going to start from way a, a little bit far back. The Saturday before Thanksgiving week, uh, I played against Necrons with my Tyranids. A monster. Yes, it was like 75 power level of monsters and a little bit of griblies. It didn't go too well for me. I have a feeling uh, mo- monsters are not the best in the newest uh, edition. He what? shot you, didn't he? Yeah, yeah. He, fo- he just focus shot each monster down and eventually I started running out of things. Plus, um, the game was based off of how many power level it was. So, like, he'd get double the power level, whatever it was. So, if he focus shot down a monster, then he's going to get a lot. It was still kind of close, though. Like, the points were pretty close. I was only, like, maybe 10 off. Yeah. I mean, and I played in the same mission. I played against um, a guy who, who did Nurgle. And we our game was really close, too, uh, in points, if not in... Actually, our game wasn't close in points, but it was close in... Like, by the end of it, I had almost nothing left, and he had still quite a bit left, actually, because it was Nurgle. I Oh, man, it was hard taking taking Nurgle stuff down with orcs. Uh, and it was funny because in the beginning, you could I could kind of see his, his confusion about, like, well, what do I take down and how do I kind of take it down? But then by about turn four or five, he was like, oh, I'm just going to go delete that unit of orcs. Oh, I'm just going to delete that unit of orcs. It was very, I was like, oh, no. Oh God, he's getting me. It was a great game. Uh, it was kind of cool because you had the mission. It was the mission where you had to get stuff off planet. And if you got stuff off planet, then it was worth double its power level, I believe. Yeah. And then if you killed it, you got its power level or did you get double? I can't remember. Uh, it was either its power level or double. And I have a feeling that uh, Evelyn's poor, poor monsters just started getting shot off the board. And, and that was it. Yeah. It was, it was a little rough. That's okay. You live and you learn, then you get loves, right? Sure. So what was your second game? Uh, my next game was a little different. It was Thanksgiving. 
Oh, I was in that game too. And bas- so basically we brought our tanks, our big uh, vehicles. I chose to bring Gene Sealer Colts to this one because, you know, Tyranids doesn't have many uh, tank-like things. It was the next thing other than Tyranids, so Gene Sealer Colts was pretty cool. I brought two, oh shoot. You brought two Lehman Russes. Yeah, and then three Rock Grinders. Yep. Two Lehman Russes, three Rock Grinders, and... Uh, free unit of Gene Stealers. Yeah, I can't go wrong with free unit of Gene Stealers. And we had to get the turkey in the middle um, by, like, having our vehicles run up and fight, e- fight each other. And then the, the unit, like the one in free infantry unit, goes in and gets the turkey. Yeah, because it was like a supermarket that the infantry unit would have to go in there and get it. I was so close. I, it, oh she was close, and then I believe Chris with his Grey Knights came in and, like, wrecked some gene stealers. Yeah, because he managed to charge me. He got her, and but then he was stuck in there with the turkey with his gene, his, like, uh, his Terminators. And he's like, uh, I, don't, I don't have a way to get these guys out of here all of a sudden. so There were only three. Yeah, and eventually on turn five, I got my corn berserkers up there, and, uh, well, they did what corn berserkers do. They chopped those... Was Terminators to bits. Yeah, it was a really cool game. We uh, had no problem saying that he won because he was the only one to actually, because picking up the turkey is an action, and he was the only one that was able to get in there and pick up the turkey and hold it for, like, at least a round. So we were like, yeah, you you win. It's definitely, I, I had no problem with it. I did what I wanted to do, which was go in and carve some things up. It took me five turns to get there. So on that fifth turn, I was just so happy to, to murder something. Yeah. I, I brought, in that same uh, battle, I brought a Lord of Skulls, and I brought a, um, a nasty tank. And then the Lord of Skulls just went around crumping things off. <laughs> he just shot things off the board and crumped it. It was great. I loved it. Didn't get to the supermarket, but did well, get to kill things. Eventually you did. Yeah, that's true. That's true. And I had this tentative... Uh, alliance with the person next to me who was playing Nurgle he was like I was like well he said if you don't shoot me I'll I'll not shoot you and I was like okay sounds good and then we just went swept forward into the middle which if we had attacked each other then we would just sat there the whole time and attacked each other and we wouldn't have gotten anything done so yeah and the other half of the board was a bit of a a little bit of a mess there was a lot of carnage at first they were like yeah we'll all be together and then they were like, oh, well, you know, kill, kill the Necrons because that could be a problem. Well, the Necrons got close to the center. They started close to the center and then started getting closer to the center. And then everybody was like, oh, we got to get those Necrons. And then they were like, oh, uh, you're getting a little bit close there, Orc. And the Orc player was like, uh, no, I'm not getting that close. But by then it was already too late. Yeah. And then they were like, oh, well, we'll let you get to the red square. And then... Like, you know, because there's like a, a nice red square right in the middle between like the deployment zones. And, and I could see that that was just going to dissolve as soon as they got out the building. Oh, yeah. Their fragile alliance definitely was. It was hilarious watching it just go up and smoke. That was, it was a fun game. It was great. It was nice little, you know, we all got to spend a little bit of time together. We sat around a board. We rolled a bunch of dice and we killed a bunch of vehicles with other vehicles. What more could you really ask for? Yep. And then after that, there was, I didn't go that Monday. And then, and then we didn't go that Saturday. And then finally we, we, I get to go back and play a game and it's the big orcs versus ogres. Yeah. Cause so she brought her ogres and uh, we played against Hunter. 
Yes, we played. We it was her and Hunter against myself and Connor, and we were playing orcs and they were playing ogres. And why don't you tell them what happened in that battle? That battle was a little interesting. So the battle plan was you pick three units, and the opponent picks three units, and then you tell each other, and then you try to kill their three units with you, one of your three units. They're like hunter units. Yeah, and uh, it uh, it it went it went a little interestingly. With us, because we kind of spread out when I feel like uh, we may not, we probably shouldn't have being ogres. Definitely not. You should have not. They tried to capture all three objectives on all three sides with, and he brought 10 models in a thousand points. Oh yeah, because he brought a bunch of like the fast moving and then I brought like 12 ogres. I don't know. I can't remember if it was two six or one twelve. It was two six. You, you brought two six packs of ogres and you brought a, a big guy, right? Mm-hmm. Thunder Tusk, I believe. Or no, Stonehorn. Stonehorn. And I brought my pot and I brought a butcher. Mm-hmm. He was the last model alive. That two cast butcher? Yes. And then and then he brought like eight Mornfang, I want to say. Yeah, it was eight Mornfang. And a Thunder Tusk. And a Thunder Tusk. He was, he was really rocking some power and he spread them all out. And I was like, oh no, he didn't just do that. And I stuck all of my ogres all up in one little group and was pushed him forward. was like, deal with this. Well, and we did. Y- you tried. No, we we definitely did. There was no try. I managed to kill some things with them. Yeah, you did manage to kill uh, ten, most of a ten spot of cruel boys, and and the, your big. Uh, you killed my swamp boss scumdrack. Yep, indeedly so I did, but it was with the wrong unit of ogres. That's okay, because at the end of it, she had one model left. Uh, that was that that one little butcher that was my just butcher. sitting there at the pot casting spells, and I. What did we do to that thing? Did we um did we eventually just shoot it to death or do we just I think I think you may have gotten up there because his other swamp boss on Scumdrick was just sort of sitting out there. So I think there may have been a, a fight. Well I brought us the actual name character Swamp Boss Scumdrick. And then the other guy, Connor, he brought just a the non named character version of that. And I, I wanna say that we we might not have gotten you because you were behind that your pot and we have to we can't charge through it or anything. We can't go around. We have to go around it. Yeah, maybe, maybe he did live, but you definitely bested us on points. Yeah, for sure. For sure. So that was a big W for us and for the WOG. And then uh, once you talk about your last battle, which actually was between yourself and Hunter. It was. So I came back with my fully painted Osiric Bono Bruce because this is the first time playing with them fully painted. And he, uh, he, I was fighting his ogres in a 2,000-point battle. It was his first 2,000-point battle with his ogres. And it was my... It wasn't my first 2,000-point, but it was my first one in a while because I hadn't played in a while. So it was really interesting. Uh, we played a battle for... I guess I think it was like the territories. There were five objectives, two in, two on the edge of mine, two on the edge of his, and one in the middle. So we're the one where you had to control it for two turns. The, yeah, yeah, I know what you're talking about. The objective, and it was a really close game. Like it was, it was pretty heated. I we traded units. I I murdered some. He murdered some. Uh, whenever I looked over there, I I would I would look over, and on the left side of the board, I would see her. What do they call your Cavalos Death Riders? Were just disappearing under a storm of ogre fists. And then on the right side of the board, he was valiantly trying his hardest to kill your. Um, your, your little guys. The, the Mortec guard. Yeah, your Mortec guard. But then I think I think the right side was was kind of a losing battle for him. 
Or it looked like it. Uh, yeah, eventually. I mean, he did manage to kill one unit. That's because my Skittles was not fully up there. Your my Skittles. Gothazar Harvester. He was not fully up there. He's only up to one unit. But that one unit did live. Yeah, yeah. Oh, it, he lived. He, he said it was pretty annoying. Yeah, he was like, I can remember he looked afterwards. He was like, oh, these guys are so annoying to kill. And I was like, right. Got like four saves. Yeah, that was that was cool. So yeah, he did end up winning out of points because he eventually managed to uh, to yoink more points than me and for longer than I. Well, congratulations, Hunter. I mean, hey, that's a hard army to go against. Those Ossiarch Burn Reapers are no joke. Yeah, although I will say, they're it, they're matched with ogres because there's so many mortal wounds, and mortal wounds are like one of the only ways you can get to them because that's yeah, true. They only gives them one save. So those are your games, right? Yep. All right, so I uh, we've already heard about two of my games now. Actually, we've heard about three of my games now because I, I talked about my game with against Nurgle. Yeah. Right? Uh, my last game that I played uh, was against Phil. He ran me through an introductory game to Star Wars Legion. He was playing with Luke Skywalker and a couple, like some rebel soldiers, part of the Rebel Alliance. And then I was playing with my droids, part of the Separatist Alliance. Completely not like, we we definitely existed in the wrong timeline because I had General Grievous and he had Luke Skywalker. And it was, it was funny. It was fine. It was fine. So we were trying to play this mission where we had to get any of our unit's leaders on the opposite side of the board. And so his first turn, he put... Most of his guys, well, no, he set up most of his guys in cover. And he was like, yeah, I've got heavy cover. So he had heavy cover, and and I was like, well, I guess I'll just move up and shoot you because that's kind of what I do. And so I rolled these dice to shoot and got, like, an exorbitant amount of critical hits, which completely ignore cover. And he was like, oh, crap. And then when he rolled his defense dice, he didn't get any pips at all. So, like, four dudes out of his squad of six just died straight off the bat. Oh and, my. and I pushed my guys up as, as hard as I could. Like I pushed them up real far. And then when the second turn came around, because it's not an I go, you go system. We, you trade off activating units. And so when we um, rolled to see who went, or I'm sorry, we reveal cards to see who go first. We, we both wanted to go first in the second turn. And then I won the roll off. So I, um, activated General Grievous and ran up and charged his 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 walker. It's like a I don't even I don't know what that thing is. Is ATST or something? No, I can't remember what it is. It was a Rebel walker with a guy inside that had a really nasty cannon. So I ran up, charged it, and had a card that dealt a bunch of damage to him and everything around it. Like I got an attack on everything around it, and I managed to like murder the ever loving crap out of that thing, and then deal a bunch more damage to everything around, including Luke Skywalker took two wounds from that, unfortunately for him. And then it just went downhill from there for him. Because I think once in, once things start to snowball in that game in a low points game, as we were playing maybe, I don't know, 400 points or something like real low points, it, you, there's no recovering from it. And so my Droidica started rolling up the battlefield and got into his deployment zone. Luke Skywalker went down to a barrage of general Grievous's attacks and then he valiantly uh, made one of the rebel soldiers charge General Grievous. And he like tried to kick me with his combat boots or something. And I, he did roll to hit and he did hit me. 
and I, I saved fortune. I rolled a pip to save it. And I thought to myself, I would think general Gru's like turn around and like slice the toe off of his boot and be like, what, what are you doing? <sighs> you know, <laughs> poor guy. He was just in a losing battle. Hey, I mean, at least he had to get to charge that thing. Yeah, so it was a great introductory game. And I like, there are some things about this system that I think that GW can learn from. And one of the things that they do better than any other system that I have seen so far is movement. It is so nice. So, okay, imagine a base, right? A 25 millimeter base. And then imagine a little ruler. And on the end of the, on one end of the ruler, there's a little bevel where you stick it into the 25 millimeter base, right? So it fits exactly in. And on the other side of the ruler, there's another little bevel. So you pick the base up and you put it on the other side. And that's it. That's how you move. Isn't that awesome? That's that's interesting. So there's no like, oh, you actually, you were supposed to move four inches, but you move 4.12 inches or, oh, that seems like an awful long five inches or whatever. You just always, you know, it's so precise because you, you stick it into the little bevel of the base and you put the bevel of the base on the edge of the, on the other end of the ruler. And there you go. And it just works. Yeah. And then what, how it works is that you, you only measure the squad leader with the squad leader and then anybody else you can put around him in any configuration you like within two inches. So if you wanted to make your guys go two inches more up the board than your squad leader, you absolutely can. But when you're measuring to shoot from the squad or anything, then you measure from the squad leader. So it doesn't behoove you to put extra guys up there because when they shoot back at you, they could shoot at the guys that are in front of the squad leader. You know, so it's just kind of giving your opponent extra range on their shots. Oh, yeah. I really love that about that game. I think I thought they did it particularly well. Uh, And there's a couple other things that I think Star Wars Legion does really well. And a couple things that I think they could maybe learn from as well. But overall, I enjoyed the game. And I thank you very much, Phil. It was great. I can't wait to play a real, like a real whole 800 point game with you. And I hope I give you some sort of a challenge because I know I'm like super new to it. But I don't, I understand objectives. I just don't know the armies yet. I don't know what they do. So sometimes it could be a little bit like, oh, what does this guy do? Where do you find that? What are these defense dice again? You know, that kind of thing. So those are my games played. And um, next we're going to actually get into Slanesh and, and sort of how to build an army. Because I think that's really what we're talking about here is like, how do you build an army? How do I build an army? Stay tuned for that. Hey, welcome back. We're actually talking right now about starting an army or like say, let's just say you want to start a new army in Age of Sigmar. So how exactly do you go about doing this? And I guess the real question is, what do you start with? Do you, do you list your models first or do you want like, the, do you look at the models and say, oh, I want the rule of cool to be how I build my list or do you build your list first and then you go with like the rule of rules what about you Evelyn what do you do I usually get like whatever you know like the starting box and and I get at least one of every unit usually sometimes the units uh, some larger units I don't end up getting but and then I make my list from that I kind of do the same I tend to get at least one of every unit in the army like main unit and I try not to duplicate units unless I'm Unless I either really like them or unless they're integral to the, you know, actual army. So like for instance with my with my cruel boys, 
I had to have more cruel boys, like more actual boys. I had to have more than one unit of those, so I had to buy a couple more. Uh, same thing with my Mortec guard. I couldn't just have one unit of 10 or one unit of 20. I needed a little bit more to make my army, like, full. Yeah, I mean, because you, you have to have so many... Um, You've got to have so many core units, and there aren't a whole lot of core units in a lot of these armies, especially the ones that we're starting. I am going to start me a Slanesh army because I really think those models look fantastic, and I love the way that they played when Alan and I did our little test of, of them. And um, even though I was you know, going up against them, what about you, Evelyn? What are you going to start? Uh, I'm starting a Nurgle army. Maggotkin, huh? Yes. And we're going to talk a lot about Maggotkin when, when the actual um, book comes out, but figured we'd start talking about how we wanted to build our army. So I'm guessing for you, it's more like one of everything and not, not, there's no like rule of cool. What do you pick up first? Do you pick up the best thing first? Do you pick up the I actually end first? up picking up, not, it doesn't necessarily have to be the biggest thing, but I do like my painting. So something that looks like I'm going to be able to paint it, it's going to look epic. I like to pick up either that or like, you know, usually at the starter boxes, but for my Nurgle, I saw the great unclean one and I was like, I want that. Yeah, he looks cool. He's got a mouth in his belly. I could do kind of the same thing. I'll, I'll typically pick up whatever it is that I want to paint first. And typically that'll be whatever caught my eye for the army. In this case, I think that the first thing that I want to pick up for Slanesh is uh, maybe Dextressa or Sinessa, the, the two demons. I think they look really cool. They kind of look like, like peacock demons. I don't know. I, you know, that's just... What I, I tend to pick what I want to paint up first, but then after that, that's when I start hitting the star collecting boxes or I start like getting my core troops out of the way because if I've like treated myself to begin with, excessively treated myself, so to speak, I will, I'll, I'll tend to get a couple, like at least one or more core units painted next. Let me ask you, how do you pick a scheme to paint? Typically, I start out with looking at like the normal schemes so, like, for Nurgle, it's start, it normal schemes, green, nastiness, diseased-looking. Mm -hmm. And then I think, what cool could I do? What other than that could I do? Or, like, what colors look cool together? For Nurgle, I was, like, I looked up Nurgle color schemes just in general on online, and I saw a lot of, like, green, and I saw some, like, reddish ones, like, kind of, like, I don't know, like, festering, feverish ones. Mm -hmm. But I never saw any skin colored ones. Never saw any weird colors like blue or purple. But I really focused on the fact that I didn't see any like skin colored Nurgle. That would be so nasty. Because I remembered you painted a, oh, what was it? You painted corn uh, skin colored one time and it was, it looks so awful. Oh, like, you're talking about the, um, the skull grinder or whatever it's called that, that, I can't remember what it's called. The thing that collects and stores skulls and then like shoots them out sometimes for corn. Yeah, it, it looks so nasty. That does look pretty disgusting. So that's what you want to do. You want to do like flesh colored. And then what about for all the running pustules and poxes and all that crap? Like, I feel like they'd be normal, like, like normal, just like grossness and, you know, have it all red or right around them. Yeah, like festering. Mm-hmm. I think I pick a paint scheme, not quite that. So, sometimes I'll say, oh, you know what? That really kind of does, should look like the box. Like the Cruel Boys, for instance. I am painting those to be almost exactly like the box art because the way that they play and the way that they, uh, their lore is, it feels like they really should look like the box art. 
some armies I just don't care what the box art looks like. Like normal orcs, I was like, mm, I don't want to. I don't care about the box art. I don't want to do like yellow orcs. That doesn't seem that's not my my brand, so to speak. So and plus, I think I just before that was when I uh, painted up all those um those gene stealer cults, and those were all yellow. Yeah, the it's all yellow. It looks really cool. It does look cool, but man, did that get old pretty quick. I will say that. I don't know, I had a, I had a lot of fun weathering the the different things and making them look nasty and funky. Older I don't think I want to do. Yeah, I don't think I want to do another yellow army just yet. Sometimes I'll like the cruel boys, I'll do the box art, and then sometimes like for my CLs for instance, my lum- um not my lumina, the um the deepkin I'll paint it up how I think that it they might actually look. If they're underneath the ocean, well, a lot of sea creatures have really, really white bellies. And then they've got like watercolored skin. So that way when you look up, you only see that you don't see their bellies because, you know, it's white. So that's what I did with them. And I thought it would be cool if I did the use the color shifting paint for their normal, like their over skins at first I, I had it just this like really strong sea blue and it looked very natural but it didn't look quite as fantastic as I had wanted it to look so I used that and it kind of gave it a little bit of a magical twist on it and they are magical so what about your slanesh what do you think about painting them I kind of want to be excessive when I was reading about them they describe themselves well a lot of the the Slaneshi cults describe themselves as carnivals. And I thought that would be really cool because like, say the lowest of the carnival could be like the jesters and maybe do a little bit of motley with them and dress them in bright garish colors that really, really clash and, you know, very Slaneshi, but I kind of almost want them to bleed into one another. So I might have to use my airbrush to, to blend it in. I have a strong feeling that Brown is going to be like my favorite color after this. (laughs) Cause but I also want to do stuff with some strong pinks, some really strong pinks and purples because purple bleeds into pink. But then I need to find colors that are on the other side of the spectrum. So like oranges, yellows, kind of, kind of. I guess maybe oranges and yellows. It's, or even red because red can bleed into pink. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Red could bleed into pink. So I don't know. I, I, I definitely want them to look really cool and really flashy and very slaneshy, just so over the top. So that's what I think I'm going to do for them. And I don't know what I'm going to do for their skin, but, you know, the most slaneshy excess, ex, like the most excess that I have really ever seen came from, uh, as far as skin tone goes, came from the movie 300 when Xerxes was being like lifted up on his palanquin and by all of those slaves around him, didn't it just seem, uh, did you watch 300? I never actually did. No. Uh, Okay. So we'll have to figure that out later, but uh, he's held up on his palanquin by like all these slaves and he's got like all this opulence around him and it is just so crazy. So I think that maybe, I think I want that middle, uh, maybe a little bit darker than middle Eastern skin tone that's just flawless skin you know what i'm talking about like yeah absolutely flawless and and everything is gonna look so over the top just so very very orderly except for their clothes of course their clothes are gonna look really weird well over the top in a different sense yep yep so how do you like to do do you like to paint a single model first and then jump in or you like to paint the whole army all at once or do you like to paint like units one by one How, how do you go about your painting an army like once you've 
let's say you've gotten the the list together, you've gotten the units and they're put together. How would you paint them? Well, sometimes if it's something big, like like a monster or a hero, I'd paint it by itself because, you know, it deserves all that attention. But if we're going for like like troops, I'd paint sometimes a unit at a time. If it's like like 20 dudes, I'd paint a unit at a time. But if it's just like uh, I might paint it all together as well. I don't think I've ever had a chance where my entire army's been primed and ready at the exact same time. I don't know how it would work if I did that. Would you like to paint an army like that where everything is there primed and ready and then you just start and finish everything at the exact same time? It would be nice, but I have a feeling like, for example, a great unclean one, I'd probably paint him by himself and focus on him for like a good, for like a good couple of hours or more than that, but like at a time. So I actually love painting an entire army at the same time, as long as they have a lot of colors that will, um, you just have to go through model by model by model and look for those colors on the model. That's what I'm doing with my cruel boys now, as you heard earlier. And, uh, that's what I did with my Stormcast as well. I painted every single one at the same exact time. And it, it was an interesting way to go about doing an army because you can definitely see the colors as they go on. You're like, first you're like, okay, well, all the skin is on. It doesn't look like a whole lot for a wall that I did. But then you see that all the, you know, once all the red goes on, you're like, oh, it's getting, they're looking more and more painted. And then once all the brown goes on, you're like, ah, oh, now everything is looking painted. And then once the metal goes on, oh. After that, it's just little details. And I'll go squad by squad or like model by model, do all the little details on each individual one. But I'll try to block in all the colors at once and do all of the shades all at once, things like that. I kind of like doing that with an army. Plus, it means that if I'm playing them, I don't have half my army that's like just completely you know, sprayed black and then half my army is 100% painted. So each week that I come in, it looks a little more and more and more painted. I will say it has it is a little odd when you have like a squad of dudes who's black and then the other ones are like fully painted or mostly painted. It would be nice to bring like levels to the table. Yeah, definitely. So that brings me to the next thing. First playthroughs of the army. Do you like to go straight into the deep end with the rando at the you know local gaming store or would you rather have somebody that somebody that you know you play against first? Oh, I love going just head first straight into a game. A lot of people at High Tide I do know, so it's like, it's not some random, random person, but like, just yeah. being able to test it in a game that I would normally be playing all the time, it's pretty nice. You get to see some flaws in your strategy, not in the actual army itself. Yeah, I agree. I kind of like that, um, for instance, when Alan and I played our game, it was my first time playing Cruel Boys, and I know I messed up one or two things, and it was hers, his first time playing Slanesh, and he messed up one or two things, and neither of us really had to feel bad, you know, about getting a couple of rules incorrect, which you will do the first couple of times you play through an army, just because, you know, there's so many rules that you need to remember, or do you know what I mean? Yeah. So it was really nice having somebody that wasn't wouldn't judge me afterwards and say, well, come on now. I, I definitely should have won because you cheated. I'm like, no, 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 no. That's, you know, nothing like that. It's not, it's not cheating. It's, it's, it's accidental. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And that is the good part about playing against somebody that like, you know, and I feel like if I was going to play against somebody, I know I'd play against like somebody who's also kind of new to their army. So we're both learning at the same time. Yeah, that was really nice. Having my first game with the Cruel Boys against Alan's army was, was real nice because it was 
I know I messed up one or two rules because it was pointed out to me later on by Connor, who is really good at Cruel Boys and knows their rules pretty much inside and out. So it was very nice to know that I wasn't like, I wouldn't, I wasn't going to be like chewed out by somebody. I'm also not really a huge proponent of spamming the same units. Just like, for instance, if you had four blocks of Mortec guard and instead of like having, you know, your horse guys or your. Yeah, that would be interesting. Oh, like a lot of that army is like little bitty units. Like uh, my stalkers, for example, there's only three of them. They would be nasty if there were more, but it's it's kind of nice just to have that one unit that you put up there and they do a bunch of damage. But then they, you know, they sort of die. It's a little bit of a glass cannon, but still it's like, that's a cool unit. Like your Deepkin, for example, you're talking about how you didn't like to play all eels. Yeah, I, I hate that because everybody's like, oh, you just play all eels. Like six, six times three eels, you just get 18 eels and that's it. And I'm like, well, there are many games that I would have lost if I had only had those 18 eels. You know, I would have lost... Because I wouldn't have had enough guys on objectives. I would have lost because I wouldn't have been able to do enough damage or I didn't have any ranged or I didn't, you know, for one reason or another, I just would not have had enough of whatever it is. I like to say that variety is the spice of painting life. I don't want to paint 18 eels that are the exact same thing. I want to paint alapexes and a turtle and some Namardi. You know what I mean? I want to paint everything in the range. Yeah, I had a hard enough time painting like... 20 more tech card. I don't know if I could do like four blocks of them. Yeah, like you, you did 40, right? Yeah, I did 40. So imagine doing another 40. I, I like having different units because a lot of people will say, oh, well, those units didn't perform well. But this unit didn't do well in this game. But then in another game, you might see that they do exceedingly well against a different opponent. And you're like, well, if I had taken them out and just had like spanned the same halfway decent unit, then they might not have been good, if that makes sense. Yeah, they're different strengths against different things. That's why you have a variety. So even if someone does not quite as great, you have another one that might do better. Yeah, definitely. And when I was making, for instance, the uh, the Gargant list, I'm looking at Gargants and I, I actually really wanted Gargants for Christmas, but I'm going to get them. <laughs> but it's okay. I, one of the things that I didn't like about that list when I was making it was that everything was not not exactly the same, but everything was very much the same. They were kind of like, every unit did everything all the time. They were all very killy. They were all very, not very fragile. They all had tons of wounds. They held onto objectives well. They all, you know what I mean? They're kind of the same. Next, how many points do your armies normally consist of when you build them? What what do you, do you like to do a thousand first? Or do you like to do 500 first? Do you go straight for 2000? How would you like, how do you like to do it? I usually build up over time. I start out with usually around 500, like 750, so I have a little bit of um, variety. You know, it depends on what I get. But then I slowly build up over time, buy some more, buy some chunkier units. Mm -hmm. Or sometimes very, very nice individuals like Blake will give you some really, really nice units. Yeah, the shout out to him. He, oh, that was so nice. Yes, thank you so much for giving me those Morgast Archai. Those things are such a pain in the butt to put together and somehow he managed to keep his sanity and put together, what, six of them? Six of them. And then gave them to her. So thank you so much. Oof. Let me tell you, she uses them a lot. They're very good. And I just finished painting them. Yes, you did. You did, you did. I like to make 2,000 point armies. I like to just say 2,000 points and let's see what is in this army and then I, I buy all the stuff for it. 
And then when somebody inevitably says, well, let's play a thousand point battle, then I'll say, okay, well, I have got this stuff and let's see what I can make a thousand points out of or 750 or 1500 or whatever it is, but at least I have it. And then in my 2000 points, what I'll typically do, I'll make a 2000 point list and then I'll add some big centerpiece model to it afterward, like an Archeon or like a, a Nagash or something like that. Just so that way I have whatever centerpiece model I ha- I want without having to take up you know, half of my army the entire time. What about you? Do you like it in the large centerpiece models or the large God style models? I actually haven't had much experience with getting those models like myself, like buying them. Blake did give, uh, it was, uh, yeah, he gave you an Archon the Black too. That was, that was pretty nice. You haven't played with him yet. I have not. Um, you should. He's pretty fun. But I noticed you, you didn't, you didn't ask for, nor have you even thought about Nagash. Yeah, I don't particularly think about, like, those large models. I do enjoy, like, it's fun playing with big models, but I don't typically get them just because I never think about it until I'm like, huh, that guy looks kind of cool, but I have so much other to paint. Yeah, you've got a whole bunch of other stuff to paint, and and then all of a sudden you're offering to paint a Lord Discordant, and... Hey now, hey now, that's it's different. Oh, how's that different? I mean, I'm giving it back. I'm not keeping it. She likes to paint CSM trim, you guys. Let me tell you. I don't, I don't understand what's wrong with her. So let's say, so now we've we've gotten the army, we've put it together, we've built it, we've painted it. How long until you are thinking to yourself, oh, next army, next army time. How long it, do you usually play with that army? It varies. I usually start a new army once I've completely finished that army and then a little bit after for example I'm not starting my Nurgle until this like Christmas so it's I've got some time where I can just like play with these and not have to worry about painting them be finished oh yeah you can go back to your ogres and maybe finish those guys up huh (laughs) yeah talk about hobby promises hobby goals so I kind of will get attracted to an army while I'm in the middle of doing an army sometimes. As happened with the Cruel Boys, I kind of got, I was attracted to their models while painting the Stormcast ones. And then at, like painting the rest of the Stormcast were not, it's they weren't a slog because I finished them all kind of at the same time. But then after that, we watched The Hobbit and Lord of the Rings all the way through. So I got this in my thing in my head that I wanted to do a dwarf army because you know, that was really cool. I was like, yeah, I want to do dwarfs, 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 just lot, tons of dwarfs. So I bought a bunch of dwarfs and then about halfway through painting them up, I was like, oh, I don't want to paint up any more of these dang dwarfs. But I did, I got all the dwarfs painted and now I'm starting on the cruel boys. And now I'm like halfway done the cruel boys and I'm looking at these Slanesh models like, mm, I want to paint more of these up, but I don't know. Painting the cruel boys hasn't been bad or anything. I just tend to have hobby ADD, I guess. I uh, I do the same thing sometimes. For example, the Nurgle, I've been thinking about it for a while. I've actually it's actually been a little seed in the back of my brain since Elaine got her box and wanted to start it. And I was like, oh, I probably shouldn't start it. She's starting it, you know. And then it kind of got stuck back there. Um, One might say it's festering inside of you. Ah, uh, yes. I remembered it, and when you were asking about things for Christmas, and I was like, maybe. Just maybe. Maybe, just maybe. Yeah, so what happened was we we got my youngest daughter who wanted to put together her stuff and paint a start collecting Damonkin, I'm sorry, not Damonkin, um, Maggotkin of Nurgle box. So, you know, actually, there are models in there that have not been put together yet 
of Nurgle that you could, you know, put together and paint before Christmas if you got all your stuff. Maybe, possibly. Yeah, and but if I've... you if you weren't, you know, how you have everything done for your current army and you, if you didn't have that Lord Discordant. But he's paint. my practice model. I'm painting him fleshy too. <laughs> fleshy too. That's that's so disgusting. Oh, poor Blake. Blake, I'm I'm real sorry about this, buddy. You're about to get back a, a flesh metal creature of indescribable nastiness. I actually, uh, I grabbed a model to paint too. And I think I might start on that later on this evening after we're done here. It's a um, a brain monster with tentacles. Yeah, I think it's a D&D mini, but I'm not exactly sure. No, it's not. I don't think it's D&D. Uh, it might be, but I, I really don't think so. I thought it was some other game, but I'm going to paint it up looking real funky. Nasty Definitely. little brain tentacle dude. Yep. Sean will really like him. It's Sean's model. Hopefully he will anyway. If he doesn't, then ooh, I'll feel really bad. <laughs> no, I, I think he will. I don't think you're not painting it all weird and wacky. It's going to be nasty. Like no, no, it it's, not gonna be, it's not going to be weird and wacky. Although I might do a little bit of color shift for the tentacles. Ooh. Like, and I might do what I did with my Deepkin where it's kind of natural, a little bit looking underneath, like kind of uh, light. And then over top is a dark color with color shift over it. Yeah, make them all look all... It's not incredibly detailed or anything. It's not like it's a huge model. It's it's just a little brain with tentacles. Yeah. I should be able to do something really cool looking with it, though. And I still need to paint more of my space orcs, too. Uh, I was actually talking to my brother about that because he was asking. So his his girlfriend, that he, the girl that he's dating, their family has a guy who's into 40K. Like, her brother is into it. And nobody ever knows what to get him for, for Christmas. And so... Bob's like, oh, Bobby's my brother. He goes, oh, uh, we'll just text Matt. He'll know exactly what to, you know, do. And so I was like, okay, well, um, what armies does he play? And they're like, well, he just started orcs, like 40K orcs. And I said, okay, well, can't go wrong with all the new stuff. That's all really good. So I told him what to get. And then they were asking me about paints. And I was like, well, I don't know what paints he has or what paints he needs, but I would never be upset if somebody got me a technical paint you know what i mean so i i told him to get like typhus corrosion blood for the blood god you know stuff like that because you could always use more technical paint right yeah those those paints that you don't you don't know you need until you use it and you're like oh yeah yeah stuff that like oh that's really cool or you know i told him i said get him a thing of lamy and medium or a thing of you know airbrush flow improver whatever he can use that won't go bad and and you know we'll always be able to use it and i I told him that he could probably always use like some plastic glue, you know, or just super glue. And then um, what did I tell him? Oh, he also plays Imperial Fists. And I was like, okay, well, probably he could do with well, like Blade Guard vet- veterans, the ones with shield and sword. Everybody likes those. It's really good. Hopefully I'm he enjoys sh- all the all the things that he gets. Yeah, he probably will. And I think they got him a kill rig. And that kill rig is really, really big. I cannot believe how big that thing is. So back to starting this army, I decided that I wanted to do a Slanesh army. And most of the reason why is because I looked at them and they had such amazing models. I love that those Slaneshi cults are sometimes seen as carnivals. It makes me want to paint some of the lower cast in motley or almost like they're jesters of some sort. Like the Bliss Barb archers are supposed to be the lowest of the low and they like run around cavorting and shooting things in the name of Slanesh and essentially like trying to be noticed. Uh, but then sometimes they're like brave enough to try to tame a seeker, like a, the little, little demon mounts. 
And so the bliss barb seekers use their mounts mouth poison as like poison for their arrows. And that's why they get the mortal wounds. They just swab it like they're doing some DNA testing. Yeah. They're like, Hey, come here. You little COVID tests over here. <laughs> Ew. That's nasty. Um, I definitely want Dextressa and Senessa, and I definitely want at least one Keeper of Secrets because both of those models are awesome. They look like peacocks, and Keeper of Secrets just looks amazing. The new model, I always like that new model. Like, I want to paint it a real... I've already painted a bunch of Damonettes of Slanesh, and they all have... They're all purple, like dark purple skin, and then their hair is all white, like really, really white. Oh, yeah, I think I've seen them before. Yeah, so that's how I want to paint the Keeper Secrets. And that's probably also how I want to paint Dextress and Sinessa, at least their their skin. I like that a lot. And then um, I got one of those Helga Cloven Hoofs from the Made to Order stuff. I didn't know if I would want to do that, but when I looked at it and I said, you know what, that kind of looks like a Lord of Pain. And wouldn't it be cool to have two Lords of Pain and one of them is like a, a male and one of them is a female? She definitely looks like she could be a Slanesh you know, kind of hero. All I need, really need to do is just kind of, I don't know, I'll probably alter her in some way, shape, or form. Maybe I'll give her a new head or something. I'll have to look at my Mirbidish Pain Burgers and see what kind of heads I can swap hers out for. Although she's got a cool horn coming out the side of her head, so. You just yoink the horn. Yeah, I could, I guess. Or maybe the whole top of her head, have it be like a half helm, and then, do you know what I mean? Yeah, Frankenstein it. Yeah, that would be nasty, wouldn't it? And I'm also going to buy an actual Lord of Pain because he, that model does look cool. I just don't want two of the same model. And then maybe I'll have like a twin thing going on in my army. I know that Justin is doing a twin base for his uh, elf army. And so wouldn't it be cool to do like a, a Slanesh twist of that? Like like take what he's doing and twist it so that it's nasty and disgusting and terrible and no good and very bad. And like excessive, mostly just excessive excessively no good very bad yes that's what my slanesh army is going to be it's going to be this twisted version of what he's doing with his elves and i want to get at least one of the all the new mortal units although i I want the box set that's coming out the the one that's coming out this saturday i definitely want to get that because that has almost you know one or two of each of the new units also i'll get some bliss barb seekers and stuff like that They're, they're good for their ability to do some mortal wounds and they've got a lot of mobility and they kind of generate good summoning points i i think that summoning is definitely it is both better and worse for this army than it was before i think it's much better in the way that it's generated it's much better in the way that you use them and much less excessive so like i don't have to worry about buying like three freaking keepers of secrets or anything like that and i don't have to worry about my opponent fearing three keepers of secrets coming out on the table But it's also really nice. I can generate these points in a way that conducive to how the army works. Doing mortal wounds like here and there, splitting up my shots, just being a general pain in the butt, right? Yeah. The slick blade seekers are kind of nice, but they've got low armor save for for like a unit that's supposed to be in close combat. So they may just have to be a style choice. Although I love that they have glaives. They've got these glaives and man, do I love mounted units with glaives. It just makes sense. And of course, I'll definitely have to have some Miramidish Painbringers because they do work for an army. They have a decent armor save, the built-in plus one in combat. They do mortals in addition to having two wounds each. It's kind of interesting because they're supposed to be these like stoic and beautiful warriors with these this like enormous amounts of pride. 
And I like that their initiation ritual consists of some like really weird trials, you know, like Slaneshi style trials with the last trial being uh, take a buttload of drugs and then fight dudes until you win. So they're like hallucinating and their vision is all doubled and they have to like fight things. And it's not just a fighting trial. It also has distractions and temptations. So that's kind of cool, right? Sounds pretty nasty. I know. So, and then afterwards they're supposed to be these like prideful, beautiful warriors. And I, first I wasn't going to paint them white, but I might have to paint their armor white just because of that. I mean, they're kind of, although white's kind of bland. I don't know. Maybe I'll could do a nasty white, nasty white. I don't know. They're just, when I hear stoic and prideful, I hear like essentially that that's the paint scheme that was described there. Or like, Light blue wouldn't be terrible. I guess I could do them in purple. That's regal, right? Purple is regal. Lavender? Maybe lavender, but that that deep, rich purple, though. Like, Mago's purple. Yeah. And, of course, eventually, I do want to pick up a Glutus or Skellion. Have you seen that guy? I have not. Take a look at him um, while I'm talking about him. He's really mean, uh, and he is really cool. I just love the monstrous things that are pulling his chariot because they have, like, one arm that's his big old claw. It's totally slaneshy. And he kind of reminds me of, like, a AOS version of Greasiest Goldfinger. It's said that he has gorged on nations, and I wrote here that I bet you there's a bunch of pull-my-finger jokes in his army. <laughs> he's this big fat guy. It's like he's enormously fat sultan looking like guy he's kind of dressed like a genie on this palanquin being pulled by monstrosities with like us oh, disgusting he used to be this really skinny and really like underfed individual who was part of this this gang that infiltrated a temple and then stole this golden grain from the temple but then he was so hungry and impatient that he ate it instead of like selling it and then i guess eating all the things that he could make from the profits. He ate the actual grain and it made him pretty insane. It ga- it made him like hungry for all kinds of weird stuff. And he couldn't, he can't like satiate his hunger on normal things. He has to have more and more and more outlandish things to satiate his hunger with. I also think that messing around with and destroying sacred relics and temples that's how the ogres got into their predicament so maybe this has like some sort of a little bit of a a mirror to how the ogres got their ravenous hunger yeah they're always hungry so i'm wondering about that um so he would beg borrow and steal anything he could eat just to have like new stuff and more and more uh what, what do you call it? like like more um, weird things like he would he would spend all of his money on these weird dishes just so that way he he thought maybe they were savory enough to control his hunger and then one day he was like going crazy in this alley this like back alley after he had spent all his money on food that didn't satiate him and he found the corpse of a dude that was all rotten in the alley and he was like well time to eat that dude he finally found that when he when he was feasting on this corpse that it it satiated his hunger slightly and a demon came to him and, and made this agreement with him. Continue to eat the most succulent of meals like this, then they would then it would satiate his hunger. So get this. This guy is in Hish of all places, the realm of light, 
going around with his carnival, his menagerie of disgusting, very, very obvious Slaneshi worshipers looking for, he gets, he looks for mages to eat in cannibalistic rituals. So would you go around, you know, Hish looking for mages to eat? That just sounds really ballsy, right? Yeah, that's like, you gotta have some like nerves of steel. I know, he uses it to satiate his dark cravings. And then even worse, his like rumors about him spread throughout Hish. And so all of these seekers and all these other um, Slaneshi worshipers, they bring him things to eat, like weird dishes to try to satiate his hunger. And so now he's got these demons that follow his carnival around because they glut themselves on the tormented souls that they can consume around them. That's nasty. I really want him. He's cool. He looks cool. I'm looking at him right now. Right? Isn't he just corpulent and disgusting? Does he look like a fat genie? Yeah, he's all dressed up in genie, and he's got these like weird things pulling his chariot. Yeah, those are human beings. Um, now, I'm debating heavily on whether I want Sigvald, whether I want to buy him or not. On the one hand, might not ever use him. I have very fond memories of Sigvald because I played through an entire campaign of Total War Warhammer with Sigvald. It was actually my first absolutely 100% playthrough. And I didn't auto-resolve a single battle while scourging the world that was of every single race and every single town and every single everything with him. Sigvald took part in every single battle and he murdered everything. And at the end of it, it was just him and ruins. That's just, wow. That was hundreds of hours of playthrough to do that, by the way. And it was amazing. Also, he kind of had really good quests where they wrote his speeches in this fantastic, sibilant manner. They would, they would, his, all of his speeches use, I can't remember the type of poetry where every word starts with the same letter, but that's what he did. So all of his speeches would be him just saying the same letter over and over again in each one of the an alliteration. Yes, they're alliterations. When he's trying to get his uh, silver slash, the, the sword that he uses, he says, Sickly, sinful spectacle stand, shuffle, shamble, and saunter shamelessly in mine scandalized sight. I suggest a solution. I love it. And, and it goes on. It's like, surely such sedition should sour and succumb to Sigvold, the salacious, scandalous, and sensational servant of Slanesh. Son of succubi, scion of sordid acts, and slayer of squalid serfs. See how I stroll, stride, swagger, and swirl, spin, slash, and stab at stupid, senseless scum. Soon they shall swoon, shall seek solace and death from sundry torments wrought on them by my strategic, severing, scintillating shower of simmering strikes. Shimmering strikes. I love it. Send for the sword. Summon Silver Slash. I love that. That was such a good, like, I can imagine him speaking in alliteration the entire time, like, all, all the time that he speaks. That's him. Wouldn't that be amazing? Yes. That'd be so cool. I, I feel like I almost have to get him and paint him up really nicely, so that way if somebody asks for it, play him, and I'll, maybe I'll make up a little speech beforehand that's all in alliteration. Just how confident you are. Just like Oh, Yes. So that's so. Now, I didn't know if I wanted to get any Simbaresh Twin Souls because they're not honestly that great. But 
I will say they do look cool and they've got a kind of a cool story behind them because there are these warriors that don't think that they're really good enough to like make it in, in the army. They, they don't think they'll be able to rise to prominence. So they crave this power and therefore they allow themselves to be possessed by a demon of Slanesh by ritualistically offering up the souls of six elves. So they ritualistically offer up these six elven souls and then they carve all over themselves to like welcome the demon in. And that feels very Slaneshi to me. Like I love the thought that these, these guys like couldn't quite make it, couldn't quite hack it. So they're like, mm, let's invite a demon in and see what happens. And like some of them, very, very few of them conquer their, their demon and, and use it to rise to prominence. And then most of them just end up like as gibbering soul sliver lunatics trapped in their own bodies and like mindlessly fighting. I, what I also like is that over time it kind of deletes their id and they begin to speak in the third person and they get like this dissonance between self. They don't really think of themselves as, as a person anymore. Can you imagine going through life in third person view? That sounds complicated. And they kind of start ignoring wounds that absolutely they should not ignore, like taken in battle and stuff. She's like, oh, I didn't need that arm anyways. And I think I will paint up some of these. I'm, I'll have them like, like they'll have hellacious wounds on them. The rest of the army will be immaculate for the most part. But these guys are going to have these awful wounds all over them, I think. Eh, that person that I vaguely recognized didn't need their arm anyways. <laughs> yeah, right? Can you imagine that? It's awful. Speaking of which, when Total War Warhammer 3 comes out, I think the first campaign that I'm going to do is definitely going to be a Slaneshi campaign, like a solo campaign. And I'm going to have to pick Sigvald and do the same if Sigvald is one of the characters that you can pick. And I'm going to do that. I'm just going to go through the whole campaign without auto-resolving any battles and I'm going to murder everything in sight. Excessively? Yes, it will be very excessive. So that's about it for, for this particular segment. I hope you guys enjoyed talking a little bit about Slanesh. I know that I'm really excited to start off with the Slanesh stuff. Are you excited to start with your Maggotkin of Nurgle? I'm super excited. Yeah. I can't wait to get these and put them together. But that's not, my, that's not the fun part. The fun part is going to be painting them. Yeah, although they will go together a lot easier than your little bone boys did. I have a feeling because it's not going to be like, oh, attach this little one tiny bone of an arm here to this little socket. It'll be more like, fit these two massive bellies together. <laughs> so I think it'll be a little easier for you than that other army. I would hope there are not tiny spindly bony arms. Nope, definitely not. And when we get the Maggotkin of Nurgle, it should come out. It says it was supposed to come out in December. So I'm guessing it's going to come out sometime next couple of weeks, maybe. Hopefully. Yeah, maybe maybe I'm wrong on December, but I don't think I am. But as soon as it comes out, I will be getting it and we'll be reading it. And we're definitely going to do a show on it because I know there are little things in there that we'll probably be able to pick apart and talk about in Maggotkin. I'm excited. In fact, you're going to help me do a lot of the research for that one because that's like hours of research and reading stuff. Yeah, and that's my army. So like, yep. I don't know if I'm going to do another 40k army anytime soon, though. Me either. Nothing's really like reaching out to me. Nothing's. When the orcs came out, I was like, oh, that looks really cool, and I got a bunch of them, and yeah, I'm, I'm painting them up. They're pretty cool. They're they're fine. Nothing wrong with them, but I don't think I'm 
nothing's really reaching out to me, but maybe eventually Dark Eldar because I have some and some of them are half painted up and maybe I'll, maybe I'll do that eventually. Yeah. Nothing. Uh, like you said, nothing's really like caught my eye in 40 K. I've seen plenty of Epic paints, in, you know, in the store, but nothing I would actually like, think about. Oh, would I, would I really enjoy playing that? Yeah. You have to ask yourself, Hey, am I going to enjoy that? Although you know what army you should do for 40 K custodes. Ooh. Custodes. Oh, you don't know what they do are. I know vaguely what they are. Well, it's a really low model count army, so it's got that going for it. They are incredibly powerful, like to the point of just being almost eye-rollingly unfair. I did hear that. They also are good at every single thing that they do. That's also another thing I've heard. And unlike your Tyranids, they have really good armor saves and really good invulnerable saves. Every one of them does. I mean... They're kind of like ogres with a really good armor save. That doesn't sound terrible. I did. I was thinking about shifting from Tyranids to Gensler Colts. Oh yeah, GSC. But you could do that with just playing them. Because I'll get yeah. the uh, GSC book when it comes out. I mean, you could just play mine. I've got tons of Gensler Colts. Yeah, no that, I don't have to, to necessarily buy an army to play that. So. Yeah, there's no real reason to buy that army because I just have so many of them. I probably have 4,000 points of Gensler Colts. And most of them are fully painted beautifully. No, all of them are. I painted all my jeans. Oh, wait. There are one or two, ve- a couple, no, maybe three vehicles that I still have to paint. Yeah, but there's a couple of vehicles. That was just stuff that I got kind of later on or stuff that didn't really fit. And I was like, eh, I'll paint it up sometime. That's what we're interested in. And that's what we're going to be doing. So that's what y'all are going to hear about in the last next couple of months and various topics. I don't know. We're going to have all kinds of. I have a little sheet now where I've put down all of the podcast topics that anytime I think of one, I actually thought of one last night while I was asleep. Can you believe that? That's a little scary. I know, right? All right, so we have Connor here, uh, and we're going to talk a little bit about how he got into this, and we're also going to talk about the orcs because he plays the new orc orclans, and he is really good, let me tell you. I don't know about that, but thank you. <laughs> Yeah, not one thing. Not one thing. Not one thing. We're not even gonna talk about the books. We're just nope. gonna. We're hang just gonna out. play yeah. around, yeah, yeah, and then talk about. <laughs> oh, here. Oh, there you go. Yeah, that whatever was, that was. That's thirteen <laughs> seconds. It's probably going the little little. Yeah, little, right. Or like happy birthday. Or one of those like spinner noises. Yeah, like, it's yeah, just like yeah. a, a vuvuzela. Yeah, yeah, yep, yep. I don't even know if I said that right. But. I, I don't think so, <clears> but whatever. So how'd you get into Age of Sigmar? So I started uh, actually a year ago. Um, I started painting about a year and a half ago, and I started playing a year ago. Um, I originally bought a, I think the first thing I bought for real, like I had like little sets as kids, as as a kid, um, like a Space Marine and a little Tau box, but I didn't know what I was doing with them. I was just, oh, these are fun toys. And then I was like, oh, I have to build these? No. (laughs) Um, But the first, like, actual set I invested in was a start collecting box for the green skins. Oh, yeah, I remember that. Yeah, this is a tragic opening to uh, my (laughs) Warhammer career here. Um, So I went, I was living in Virginia, and this store, I bought them originally for Pathfinder. I just needed models of orcs, and there was a bunch in the box, and they were, like, on pigs and stuff. It was so cool. And I started painting them. But I, like, bought the Battle Tome, the second edition orcs Battle Tome at the same time. Because I'm Mm -hmm. like, maybe I'll get into it. And I asked the guy, 
are these models in this book? And he's like, yes. <laughs> and Thumbs just up. straight up lied to me. Or yeah. maybe he didn't know. I don't know. Um, probably just didn't know, honestly. Probably just didn't know. And when I got back and started building them, um, like did all the the boys and then the orcs, and then I realized that the wagon that comes with it was missing a full sprue. Oh, yeah, the... Um, yeah. The chariot? Yeah, the chariot. The, or, yeah, or chariot. yeah, the orc chariot had a duplicate of... Like half of the sprue, so there was there was the other half that was missing, um, and I brought it back to the store, and the guy was like, "Oh no, we can't refund you. You already built <gasps> no, the models. Really? You built the models. You can't. We can't take these back. You can get in touch with GW to see if they can get you the sprue to fix this problem." Um, and I got in touch with the re- the representative, and they're like, "Oh no, total lie, by the way, complete and total lie." I had that exact thing happen to me when I bought a Star Collecting Seraphon set. And it had it was missing the the sprue for the rider, mm-hmm. but it had sprues enough to make two mm-hmm. uh, carnosaurs. Yeah, and um, immediately Rebecca was like, "Oh no, no no, let me take that back here. I'll I'll get you another one. We'll just send it right back to GW. Yeah, I, this might I, this has never happened before, but we'll definitely send it right back." And I was like. No, I'll just yeah. buy another one and keep this carnosaur. Thank you. <laughs> I'll keep this second carnosaur. Bonus dino, yeah, yeah. absolutely. Um, so yeah, he was like, "No, we don't. We we can't take it. Uh, you built the models, but here's the number for a GW rep, and you can get in touch and see if they can get you the sprue." And GW said no because by that time the box had been discontinued. Yeah, it's like it's of like course. it's super old. Like not a, a like. N- even it's i think it was it was still on the app like the AOS 2 app but it was like legends cuz they weren't even in the book yeah and they're like we're not we're not getting you a wagon no um, what are you thinking <laughs> so i was i really wanted it what an unfortunate start to your no, career no, no. by it the way no no it gets worse it gets worse oh, no. buckle up um because i was at this point we had like moved to maryland now i was looking into like um the store was like planning on High Tide, I mean, was planning on, like, doing game nights and stuff. So I wanted to, like, get an army going because I wanted to try this out. And so I doubled down on, <laughs> on green skins. Not only did I find a single orc chariot on eBay that I could, like, build, mm-hmm. uh, I also found a second start collecting box. Oh, God. The same one that stupid green skins <laughs> The one? same stupid green skins one. And I bought two, like, lots of, like... 10 orc boys. Oh, so no. So I just doubled down on something that I should not have done. And they were so bad. They were like they fours were, and fours, no range, one yeah. damage. And you needed like ten, uh, you needed like 20 of them for them to like get an extra attack or yeah, whatever. And they were still like 140 points for yeah, 10. Yeah, and I had like I had all the rules, so I thought I could play with them. And I didn't realize. And they were like on the app. So I'm like, yeah, these these will work. I can make an army with these guys. And um, you can't. Uh, and it sucks. Oh, no. <laughs> and so I, I hadn't had, I only had the the original group of ten. I actually made three chariots. So I kind of three chariots. Yeah. Wow. So the the one that had the duplicate, I like kind of like I made up the missing sprues <laughs> uh, with these other chariots that I bought. So I had like three chariots and like ten boar boys and all these like freaking orc boys um and i had like magnetized their arms i was putting so much work into <laughs> it was just the worst just thing the worst and um oh, i only feel so bad i only had like the boy the original 10 and the art the boar boys ready so i brought those and um i met justin and mm-hmm. he graciously lended me 
um, some of his iron jaws as I was like getting started and stuff. Yeah. Okay, so hold on. I actually have a little bit of an insert here because I remember this exact thing because Justin came over to me and he says, he says, Matt, oh, I feel so bad. This poor guy is trying to get into Age of Sigmar, <laughs> but some idiot sold him the new start, um, the old start collecting box mm-hmm. for the Orc Boys. And I go, ooh, that's so bad. And he goes, yeah, that's so bad. And I was like, well, maybe we can like help him out or something. Mm-hmm. And Justin's like, yeah, I'll, I'll let him use my army. And I was like, yeah, I'll bring up at the time. I actually was using orcs, I think. So mm-hmm. it was hard for me to say here, use the army that I'm using in this. Yeah. 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 But I, I remember Justin was like, yeah, I'll let him use my orcs and, and maybe he won't struggle so much. And then I kept bringing my orcs too. Oh. And I kept building lists with like kind of like combined of green skins and iron jaws. Cause like I wanted to, I wanted to get something out of like this investment. I was like, mm. I will use these things. So also on this, um, when I started like coming here, I actually, when I met Rebecca for the first time, um, she like kind of overheard my, my plight of this w- stupid what chariot wagon thing and she got in touch with uh the representative for this store and she's like we'll we'll comp you a model like well, awful nice yeah, it was so that's nice of her awesome. so i got like a weird knob shaman because it was like kind Such of the a same good shaman too yeah it was a really it was a really shaman. fun model so she just comp comped me that and uh i started like playing and stuff and it was it was a struggle like <laughs> it was bet. The only players were Justin, his brother, and his mom. We And there was Jim also, but I hadn't played against him yet. And I went up against Justin's brother with his Ossiarch Bone Reapers. Oh, no. That was when Bone Reapers were just Just oh, so good. And mm. I I, di- I don't think I brought any of my models. I was like, I need to start using the Iron Jaws. And I had yeah. I had the Maw Crusher, too. And I was just an idiot, and I threw it forward. It's like, I'm, it's a big dragon. It's going gonna, it's gonna to crush this. Uh, thing. It'll do. No problem. And it got, it got churned <laughs> up and made so many little... Of those Mortec Guard, um, and I was I was like painting a lot more of my stuff, and I was bringing them in, and the 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 breaking point for me was uh, the Lumineth Realm Lords. Oh, <laughs> Lord! Yeah, I'll tell you what, it you've was, had a rough beginning. I to have this had a a terrible uh, start because it, it was okay. it Justin. I brought all of his new shiny toys. <laughs> None of them were painted. Like they were like just built like that day. And he's like, I want to play with these things. And I'm like, okay, sure. And, no and I sent my like little, not even iron jaws. I, I, I brought the spearmen. Like, cause I had you like, brought the orc spearmen. I brought all of the, the ones that I own because I'm like, I want to charge your bike guys. Yeah. And Justin's I, like- I, I actually did a number on, um, one group of his wardens. Like, I, I got down, I, somehow, I got down to, like, three of them. Well, like, luck is a horse to ride. It was, it was almost gone, and I felt so confident. And then he's like, oh, by the way. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you take my battle shock? <laughs> like, every one of your orcs just gone. Oh, and just I'm disappeared. Like, what? And he's like, yeah, that's the rules for the Cathaler. And I'm like... Huh? How dare How you? How dare you? And it was it was a group of like twenty or maybe even like thirty of them, mm-hmm. and they and just, they just, they just got, got just churned gone. out. So Poor it guys. was, um, and that was like the last game that I played before we kind of had this hiatus of Thanksgiving, when the the store like kind of closed down game nights and stuff again because 
COVID. Know, yeah, COVID and stuff. And so there was this break. And I'm like, okay, we're going to set those guys aside and we're going to invest heavily in Iron Jaws now. <laughs> nice. So I bought like a bunch Excellent. of start collecting boxes and I got a bunch of stuff for Christmas and... Came back with a vengeance? Came back with a vengeance, and I bought some bone splitters, too. I fell in love with the bone splitters. I think they are... Those models are nice. I think they're my favorite out of the Warclans, just aesthetically, but rules-wise, they are also garbage. Yeah, they are very <laughs> they much are garbage. They are so hard, and it's, and it's so much fun. Like, they used to be cool uh, in the second edition, but, like, yep. it, it just kind of broke my heart to, to see what they did, what happened in the third edition. And then I kind of felt like I was in this loop with the, the changes that have come out in 3.0, it, just a loop of, man, everything I have is garbage, is garbage now, and garbage I have to invest in, like, another you're army like, of cruel boys. You're like, oh, I've, I've got these iron jaws now, mm-hmm. and they're like, oh, by the way, the brutes yeah. are the only thing that's good now. Yeah. And you're like, no! Yeah, and I had, like, blocks of ard boys, and I only oh, have one no. group of brutes. And and then they're like, oh, yeah, ard boys. They suck. They suck. Boo. Yeah, and, I mean, I know that's, like, the nature of this game. Like, stuff gets better, mm-hmm. stuff gets worse. But, like, having a whole other, like, sub-faction released uh, yeah. is, and, is, like, oh, come on. And the, the companion that they, they set, um, kind of released at the same time, the uh, Stormcast Eternals, they made everything else, like, really good from the very beginning. Even, like, Liberators are good again we, now. Yeah, we, we talked about that when yep. the Dominion box came out. And it was, it's just kind of like a... I, I love the game. I really do. I've been having a lot of fun with it, um, but it is it has been a rocky road to be sure. Mm-hmm. And I I typically played Big Wah, um, and I loved it. And like, man, oh man, could you get on like a steamroll with the Big Wah? But oh, yeah. I I don't feel like it's there anymore, and I'm trying to figure out why. Maybe it's just like stuff has been retooled, and you know, units they're their roles are changed and stuff. But I, I crushed when I played the Big Wall. Like, when we were... So, yeah. the league, I started... It was kind of a weird period where the rules book... The core rules book for 3rd edition was out. Yep. But not the new Battle Tome. For, like, three months. For three months, it was out. And so, we... I was playing with the, the old Orc rules. And then once it came out, like... The big wall was not what I thought it was anymore, and like I don't think I like won another game playing the big wall. And it was—I mean, it was fine. Um, but yeah, I, I was gonna talk about that more with like the narrative stuff. Um, but yeah, I—it's been—it's been fun. I, I really enjoy like the painting and everything, and um, yeah, I've been—I've been having a, a fun time with AOS three. I've. I've come to love it, but uh, it was it was a rough start. You've had to like bite your tongue and yeah. and bite your tongue and yeah, just uh. yeah yeah. And there's just been some choices of like the new book that I don't understand. Yeah, the cruel place though they they feel very strong in your hands. It's also a, an aspect of like the new edition that I'm not used to yet is like battle tactics and stuff. 
Yeah, I always kind of forget them. Yeah, a lot of people here don't play with them. Like, a lot of the matches that I've played are just open play, where yeah. we don't have to, like, worry about that. And, like, I don't think I've ever played a game with, like, the terrain, the mystic terrain rules. And yeah, I, and I really want to like, do that. I'm always like, do you guys want to play in the realm of Gur? And they're like, eh, it's kind of a, another level that I don't want to keep track of. And I'm like, okay. Oh, um, I'll, I'll, play, I'll play a game in the realm, I would, realm I of I would Gur. love to. Um, Heck, we can even play with a grand strategy. Yeah. How about that? Yeah. yeah. How about Add another that? level of complexion. <laughs> and um, and we can we can play with, with terrain rules. We can make some mm-hmm. like all kinds of st- yeah, we could definitely do that. Um but the battle tactics have been interesting to like kind of wrap my head around. And I was talking with our friend Jim about it, and he is so into them. Like he builds his lists around how to complete battle tactics. Like like, he was, like, reading all these articles and stuff about, like, victory points and, like, how it is, how key it is to, like, build around the battle tactics and stuff. Yeah, he was talking to me about that. Yeah. I, I remember him saying, like, he was talking about, oh, I want to learn how to get more points. I have mm-hmm. to, like, really focus on this. And I'm... And I said, hey, uh, are you looking to, like, become a tournament gamer or something? Yeah. And he's like, no, no. I, I just want to make sure that I'm scoring points during a game because yeah. he was telling me so many games he would think that he won except for mm-hmm. they'd gotten more battle tactics mm-hmm. and that would be pretty much yeah. it. They'd be tied otherwise. Yeah. So he, he's been that on a... He's, and, like, it's kind of, like, influencing how I, like, have started building against him, too, because I know he's mm-hmm. going for that. But it's really, like, something you have to, like, start factoring in when you're, like, on... The, the list builder, which... And I know what you're talking about, and I feel like the way that I build lists is exactly inimical to uh, getting those done, which mm-hmm. is to say, I try not to take more than one of anything. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. I know that I can do anything at any particular given time as long as I have a little bit of ability, a little bit of staying mm-hmm. power, a little bit of stopping power, a hammer, an anvil, something big that I can throw across the board and mash, mm-hmm. maybe a little magic, you know, whatever it is. Yeah. And the, the changes to command points uh, has been interesting. I like it a lot. I like that they go away and that... Um, use them or lose them. Yeah, use them or lose them. And, like, you really have to, like, think about what do you want to trade mm-hmm. on, like, I need to get rid of this, I need to save this, and um, the, the modifier cap on stuff also makes it kind of interesting. Yeah, but I'll tell you the reason why... <laughs> so the reason why that came about... The modifier cap. Mm-hmm. I can remember uh, back when we were playing AOS one in circa 2016 mm-hmm. uh, at, at Nova. The person who won the tournament did it because they were stacking negative to hit modifiers with Neferata and and Gang in an undead army, yeah. and so she she literally would just run this big mob around that you couldn't hit at all with yeah. anything, and then she'd murder anything that the person. Well, obviously, you know they would they would go after stuff that would be able to shoot them or stuff that would be able to magic them down. And then after that, they just had the board with impunity. Yeah. Yeah. Like if you, so this makes sense, this yeah. change. Yeah. Some, some of the stuff that I've, I've struggled with, with the third edition is honestly, it's coherency. <laughs> I always forget. Like, yeah, me too. I always forget that that's a thing. Uh, just cause it wasn't re- really as strict. I think in the second, yeah. edi- I mean, I only played, the second edition for like one to two months. So I'm not as like versed as probably everyone else here, but it, it's always just like, like my opponents are always like, oh, you you can't pull them like that. Can't you, do that, buddy. Yeah, and I'm like, oh yeah, you're right, you're right. So, um, yeah, the battle tactics are also kind of like the the double edged sword that I'm dealing with. Of yeah, like, wait until you have somebody that doesn't tell you that, and then just lets you pull from wherever, and, and then, then at like, the end of the turn oh. they're like, oh yeah, by the way, half that squad goes away. Yeah. 
Congratulations. Yeah. So, but it, it has been really fun. And, like, playing against, like, people like you and Jim and uh, Justin have helped me a whole bunch. Because I, honestly, my only tactic beforehand was ABC. 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 And, like, the, the new edition and, like, the new, how orcs work now is just... Well, you can't do it that way. Yeah, you can't You'll do lose it. the mission. You, you will absolutely lose every time. If like, you, that's when Alan and I were yeah. playing the other day. He... He all but tabled me, but he just couldn't make up the points afterward yeah. because he was ABC, and I was like, okay, well, I could also ABC and get into a big scrum in the middle, or I could mm-hmm. feed you my models piecemeal but still retain control of the points and then still score. And then by the fourth or fifth round, he was just down so many points that he, even though I only had like, I think I only had my cruel boy with that big old crossbow left. Mm-hmm. That was all I had left, but yeah. it didn't matter. Yeah. I was like, no. that. Yeah. One thing I really have liked is narrative play. I have absolutely loved it. So I know we had kind of like interesting takes on it for like the store league, uh, the store league. Uh, yeah, for and the in that like it wasn't like a kind of one and or a quick process. No, it definitely wasn't. No, the Excel sheet that Justin made. Thank you, Justin. Um, has been awesome, and it was. It's really been really fun to like come. It was fun to come home after the games and like kind of see the progression of your army. Um, yeah. And not a lot of people, like, played narrative uh, at the end of the league. So, um, like, with the narrative rules and stuff, they're just like, mm-hmm. oh, I'm going to play, you know, whatever, because I want to use these models. So the whole, like, I know the the casualties and stuff was, oh, really, they really, was really penalizing oh, they were to people. But when they weren't playing with those rules, it wa- I, like I loved it a lot because like yeah sure that unit is taking wounds and stuff and they didn't do good, but we're not playing narrative so that doesn't really affect me. So I kind yeah. of got out of like the I got all the good parts and like none of the bad parts <laughs> with uh, was it's narrative. Not a bad, it's not a bad thing. And um, I was like I had this journal actually after the game that we played where it was your. Uh, dwarves, not Dwarden, Dwarves versus <laughs> yes, Orcs and Sylvaneth. Like uh, I started writing like little like stories about each battle for the the rest of the time that we were doing the narrative stuff, and it was it was really fun to like like kind of invest points and stuff. And like at work, I would just be like looking at the spreadsheet because it just looks like a spreadsheet. By the way, he means after work when he has to stay at work just to make sure, like at, no. you know, six or more. No. Nope. <laughs> I was actively looking at uh, oh. Warhammer stuff at work, so I feel you. Sometimes um, the temptation is yeah, there, right? but it was really fun to like, um, like kind of see the the renown and get these abilities for your units and stuff. Which I desperately want to play someone with narrative because I have like all of these really cool abilities now, and I can't, oh, use, you can't them. use them. And well, you can always use them in a game against me. I'll always let you use them, no problem. Yeah, I'll take you up on that. No I'll problem, because they're they're now like. Army specific ones. Oh yeah, yeah. And like sub faction specific ones uh, too, which is really really cool. Um, and uh, with the new battle tome for the uh, war clans, there's this other. There's two new like kind of subsystems to narrative play. I don't know if you saw mm-hmm. these, but the ransacking of territories. I did see that. So That's much so cool. fun. Like. That that's what like orcs are about. Like they, I mean, you kind of still need the basic ones to get big armies. Like it, yeah. unless you have like a cap on 
heroes and stuff, but, you know, it's like, oh, we found this dwarven in mine, let's go raid it, and then you can just That's keep so it. awesome, right? You can just keep it and keep plundering it, and then you're, when you are finally ready to, like, ransack it, which is, like, a specific quest you have to do, you get just a bunch of glory points. Oh, um, so awesome. Yeah, so on my list, on my uh, roster right now, I have the, the mine... And I rolled a uh, human settlement, which I wish I had before we did the big siege battle. Oh, yeah. Because I could have, like, gotten a bunch more glory points. You could have, yep. Um, and then I, I just recently got um, a chaos dreadhold, which lets oh, you... Boy. You have to, like, send one of your heroes to it. And if you roll a six, uh, you can convince this mega gargan to, like, join your team. And oh, just go cool. smash it, and you can add a Mega Gargan into your roster for free. And then you get a bunch awesome. of uh, glory points for ransacking it. So I'm, I'm kind of looking at getting one of those models just for that one use just of the, it. Just yeah, the one use. The one use. Um, oh, Mega Gargans are cool. Yeah. You know, I, I was about to say, the failing of the last... I, was really a failure but the the narrative failure i should say of the last path to glory that we did mm-hmm. slow grow like escalation yeah league, i feel like the reason why that was is because we um we found this the, the path to glory system in 3.0 and we were like oh that'll do a lot of the narrative heavy lifting and then mm-hmm. we pre- previous to this we had done mostly map based campaigns yeah where after a battle we would say oh. okay what happened yeah i remember territories taken you could rename territories or like find new ones and mm-hmm. and they didn't have any specific meaning other than that you know you were carving out your own little kingdom mm-hmm. and it was, people kind of got into that and they were kind of like okay well this is the narrative that we're going for mm-hmm. And so they'd say, "Oh, who's near my? Who's nearby? What do I want? I want to mine and go against you this mm-hmm. this round or that round. Yeah. If we use that instead of Path to Glory, mm-hmm. or rather with it, if people want to play at, do the Path to Glory thing, yeah. and then uh, you know if they don't want to, then they can continue just playing games as normal and mm-hmm. you know being a part of the campaign without having to do all the paperwork. Yeah. I I don't mind doing the paperwork myself, but I can see how for some people it, it was dragging, especially with the uh, if you lost a game hard and then yeah. got a whole lot of casualties, you were yeah. like, Ugh. yeah, like as like I think it was it was Matt Becker with his skinks. Oh right? yeah, this where poor he just skinks. like had two left, and he's like, I don't know what to do. And yeah, he's he's like, ah, this doesn't. I don't yeah. know what I'm gonna do with these yeah. skinks. Like he would have to hold them out for like two battles just to get them mm-hmm. all up. Yeah, and those I went against those last week. His block of like thirty skinks. <laughs> he wrecked me. I'm like, oh, skinks, no problem. I got them. <laughs> and then I made some terrible choices. No, those and, skinks will get you. And they, I, he tabled me, like almost. It came down to like a Titanic duel between my uh, uh, snatch a boss on the mm. alligator, the on the alligator scumdrecker, yeah, yeah scumdrecker versus his like stegodon, and we it was both of our finest hours, and we were like Titanic dueling each other. Oh, nice! And then we we somehow lived through the combat. Like he had two wounds left, and I had one. And then it was wow. his turn. He's like, "Oh yeah, by the way, I still have my thirty skinks. You haven't really killed <laughs> those, done anything about and that. I have my chameleon skinks that have been hiding." And I'm like, "Oh, oh no, chameleon skinks." Yeah, those those, those hurt so a lot. But back to the the narrative stuff for the orcs. Now, if only you had thirty hobgrots to you know, in, waiting in what? the wings. No, <laughs> no. 
I have only used the Hobgrats once, um, or maybe twice. You used them in our game. Yeah, that's true. That, as, as just like a screen against a stone horn. That was great. Yeah, yeah I mean, they, they did, did their they, job. Yeah, they did their job, and they yeah. even got a wound on one of them. So they were even. Um, um, they, they even took snowballs to the face. Yeah, they took snowballs to the face. They took a charge. Couldn't and believe he used the snowballs on his Hobgrats. I was like, really? <laughs> you sure, man? But there, there was also in the narrative thing like a heroic upgrade. Mm-hmm. Which is I thought was really cool in that like if you have a like regular kill a boss with the little stab grot, if he gets enough renown, you can upgrade him to a kill a boss on the Nash Tooth. Oh nice. Yeah, and then if you get enough renown with that one, it you can get the corpse rip a vulture. Oh and, that's cool. And they do that with the, the mega boss too. Like if your mega boss gets enough renown, you can make it into a mega boss on a maw crusher. Which I like is that. a really cool, like, uh, your general is becoming, you know, a general of a huge army. Yeah, because before you kind of had to start as, yeah, you know, yeah. you're like, oh, do you want to start it with a, a Maw Crusher or not? Yeah, yeah. So, so yeah, my, my narrative army, this may be some blasphemy for all of you hardcore uh, Warhammer fans, but I do not have green orcs. Oh yeah, he's you got red orcs. Yes, yeah. I have yeah. red orcs. My when I like started getting the Iron Jaws list and stuff, I fell in love with them because my favorite expansion of World of Warcraft was Warlords of Draenor. It was really that's it, your favorite. Yes. Oh my god. Are we gonna? We're gonna talk about that on a different podcast. Not the, not the first expansion. The what, first Burning, expansion? Burning Crusade? Yeah, Burning Crusade, which... I wasn't around for Burning Oh, my God. Really? It was so crazy because you went from, like, Vanilla WoW mm-hmm. to this place that was, like, the land wasn't mm-hmm. flat. It was destroyed all around. There were red orcs everywhere. And you're like, why are there red orcs everywhere? Yeah. And they're like, oh, they drank the blood of demons. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, my God, that's so cool. You, there was I played through Burning everywhere. Crusade. So, yeah, Don't get I mean, me wrong. But it, but there's I was a not... difference between being there at the time. Yeah, I know. I know. But I, I, the one that I really, really... So I started at, like, the end of Wrath of the Lich King. And I played mm-hmm. Cataclysm. And I thought Cataclysm was really dumb. Yeah, I didn't like it. And then I came in at the end of Mists... Four Warlords of Draenor. We did the beginning of Mist, and then did the beginning of Warlords, and then didn't do the uh, rest of Warlords. Yeah, I, I stopped after Warlords, because I, I was just not what I wanted to do anymore. Like, the whole, like, progression of your little garrison and stuff, and yeah. it's like seeing the, the different storyline was so cool. And I, I saw the Iron Jaws, and I'm like, oh my god, that's the Iron Horde. Right, that's them. That's them. And I was looking at all the heroes, and I'm like, oh my gosh, there's Garrosh, there's Blackhand, we mm-hmm. got uh, Gul'dan, Ner'zhul. So I had all of my heroes painted, or most of them so far, have been painted to look like those warlords. Like, I, I cut the hand off of one of my war chanters and, like, replaced it with a blade for, like, Cargith and stuff. Oh, that's awesome. Uh, yeah, it was, it was so cool to, like see this game that I love, like, in physical form. So they, they're all, like, black armor, and some of them, I started doing, like, volcanic details in, like, the eyes and stuff. Like, really? The, the, yeah, the, um, the black rock orcs, and how they have, like, the, all these, like, molten lava kind of, like, seeping out of their uh, armor. That's uh, crazy. A lot of the black rock orcs. And so I started painting them like that. And, like, all the bone splitters that I had were also red, and they were all decked out to be, like, the more, like, jungle-dwelling tribes mm-hmm. of um, the, the Iron Horde. 
think they were like Bleeding Hollow or something. So yeah, I I had my narrative army for the league was was like Nerzul, like a little wargog prophet leading the this group of uh, little black rock orcs and stuff. And then I he was doing it was doing really well, and like I was writing all these well. all these stories about like oh we like fought these dwarves to like get all of their armor to smelt it down to make more mm-hmm. stuff, and like we needed bones over here from the Seraphon, and oh we ran into some of these daughters of Cain. We'll just we'll just kill them. <laughs> we'll just kill it. them. I, I couldn't think of like a resource that they might have, so I was just well, like, bo- um, elven bones are extremely pliable and durable. Okay, I didn't. Know so that. they could have been used to make those horn short bows. Okay, that your guys use. And it was it was at this weird point where the cruel boys were out, but they weren't kind of included yet because the the book yeah. had come out. So. I didn't take any of the new models. I took like just the the Nash Tooth one, um, just because he was a big monster. I was like, kinda. "Hey, use that with your pigs." Yeah, yeah, bully you units and stuff. Yep. And and then I I went again, and I was like having fun, like racking up glory points, racking up all these resources for my stuff. And then I met Maja. Oh yeah, <laughs> Maja. I'm sorry, Maja. And, and it was, and at this point, it it was the first time. It was the first battle with the three orc war clans, and it, mm. I was like learning the new rules of the big wall and stuff. And it was so cool because you had like the mighty destroyers, the venom encrusted weapons, and this like mystical war paint of all three clans you could get. Yeah, so, so you like had finally all like cruel boys were. Usable, yeah. With you, the big could, you felt like you could use them. Yeah, I felt like I could use them, and uh, that was a mistake. No, no, it wasn't. No, it wasn't a mistake, but I just, I just don't think I, I went in with like the old rules of it, and it just was not what I was looking for, and I got creamed. Okay, well, listen. Here's what I did. So he put a very strong force in in his back right flank of like ten brutes because they're really good. There's five. Was I thought it was ten. No, I only have five. Um, okay, so yeah. five brutes and and like one other like power me. something or other back there. Yeah. But then your left flank was like a bunch of little hooligans. Yeah. Like they were. It was almost nothing on the left flank. Yeah. So yeah. I sent Maja up to the yeah. left flank, and she just wrecked. Yeah. She just went after it after it. Yeah. And you were. I can remember you were like you're like okay I'm gonna oh you know what you did you shot her with that stupid the the beast skewer killable yeah. yeah. That and you the, got a natural six on it and, and did, like, eight wounds to her. That is the only time it's hit something. <laughs> no, no. You also did the same exact thing in another game against me. You've done it twice to me. Really? Two I, times out okay, of two. Okay, well, then you are really unlucky it with that so thing. It is so funny I because every time you're like, else. oh, God, no, not this. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, that's yeah. – I've never been lucky like that in, in that I I thing, either but. – I either get the the hit roll and then fail the wound roll, or they make the save roll, and it just I've never yeah. I've only gotten the one six of mortal wound. And I was but like, it was yeah. against Maja. Yeah. Um. So and then after that game, I was just like really like I was really down. Really? Was, yeah. But it was fine. I'm it was sorry, fine. It was, it was just like it was just like getting it was it wasn't at you. It was it was more like man, like I really have to retool how I how I play this game again again for like the uh, third yeah, time. For the third time, and I'm like uh. Okay, and then I was reading the book, and apparently, for like narrative list, the big wall is only at like high tier. Yeah, and you have to pay glory points 
for each of the like rival clans. So you have to start with one clan, and then you can add like, you know, if you I started with uh, Cruel Boys when I redid everything. And you abandoned the Iron Horde. I abandoned. So no, 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 I didn't abandon the Iron Horde. I actually wrote a story about it, and it was like after like Maja you know, like cleaned off everybody. Really, the only person left was my general on that yeah. side, and he just kind of booked it. And, like, kind of, Ner'zhul, like, went back to whatever... I killed your general, too, by the way. Did you? Mm-hmm. Okay. He killed every single one of those corn warriors, but there was warriors of corn that surrounded No, them. that wasn't my general. That was my mega boss. He was... Meh. Your mega boss wasn't your general? No, he wasn't my general. Who was your general? My general was the war god prophet. Oh, oh, yeah. okay. I, I thought maybe I... Did I charge him with Maja, or was it not? Then I couldn't get to him or something. No, you... In a different game, you killed my general very quickly. It was the Stormcast versus him. Oh, and yeah. I, like an idiot, I put my, my mega boss... It wasn't uh, an idiot. It was just a really, really baller like, move. Yeah. You were just like... I, I dare you, this. and I was like, "Okay, yeah." And you don't want to dare me, yeah. man. And I think you had the Lord and Peritant with the little baton thing, yeah, which has come back to bite me so many times. Like oh, that, that Lord baton. And so I think good. you killed him with the baton. Yeah, I did because I did a bunch of wounds with the uh, what is it called the the little rider guys. Mm-hmm. Um, there were like the the guys on Dracoffs. Yeah, and then you killed. All but one of the dra- you killed one out of the two Dracoffs, mm-hmm. and the other one was down to like two wounds or something. Mm-hmm. So then I retreated it and rolled that six, yeah, and got him back. Got him back, and then you sent him oh. back in, and you're like, oh, by the way, bonk, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and so he was funny. gone. I'm like, okay, yeah, that was a, that was a different game. So oh. the the after the one with Maja was like attack. Big Wa, and like she wrecked me, and Nerzul, my little prophet, like ran away. And I was, like, really, like, unsure of where to go from here. And I was, I was texting you that night, and I'm like, I don't know if I can continue with, like, the big wall. Like, rules as written, I, I can't because we weren't playing at high tier. Mm-hmm. And so I flipped a coin to see if I should just, I like, remember that. scrap everything and start over. And, and I remember saying, are you sure? Are you really sure? Yeah. You don't have to do this. You yeah. all, this conversation could have never happened yeah. if you wanted. <laughs> you were, like, trying to talk me back from the edge. And I'm like, no, no, I think I have, like, a story for it. And I had... Um, I actually had Gul'dan the Betrayer at this point, and he nice. he uh, he was my swamp caller uh, shaman. <laughs> of course, that's yeah, yeah. And Gul'dan, he right he there. knifed uh, um, Nerzul in the back, and, as you do. And uh, the the Iron Horde like kind of like fell into infighting and stuff, and it, everything was disbanded. And then he started like gathering forces and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, and then they started putting out all these new models, and then I kind of like. Killed off Gul'dan. <laughs> or I didn't. I didn't kill him off. I retired him and had to like pay points to get another general because it didn't. He killed him off. He killed him off. Uh, and yeah, <laughs> so yeah. You Gul'dan definitely answer, killed yeah, him. Yeah. Um, There's no retiring for these. You orcs. can't make a swamp caller your general. Really? They don't have any command trait. I mean, you can, but you're not going to get a command oh, trait. Well, it's only sticks. for killer bosses and break a bosses. Ah, that's and they don't have any artifacts. Well, wait, could you give them a? Yeah, I could give them a basic one. Yeah, those ones aren't fun. Oh, you're right. I want super sneaky, man. Super sneaky. Super sneaky. sneaky. Uh, So I I had a a killer boss like just with a stab grot as as my general. When they released the snatcher boss or swamp boss, whichever one, um, that killer boss was also killed. By by the snatcher <laughs> boss, the so boss. I had a new general once again, and um, 
I, I had finally like a comfortable list and I had some of the the previous like Iron Horde boys like join up mm-hmm. with all these guys and they were like the laughing skulls and the stuff. Laughing skulls. Yeah, I took the oh, uh, skull bugs uh, like sub faction for the Cruel Boys. Mm-hmm. I love them. They're pretty awesome. Like story wise, really fun. I know you talked about that on the atrocities thing of like yeah. killing. They they went down and they freaking mm-hmm. just took over an afterlife. Yeah, I just think it's funny that like. You're going to miss oh, your awful. hits because a giant centipede is crawling on you. Or you, like, you go up to, like, yeah. the, you know, Mount Olympus, and you're like, mighty Zeus. Yeah. And some orc's like, eh? Yeah. <laughs> it, similar, <laughs> similar situation actually played out when I played against Justin with my crew of boys. He brought his Lumineth. Uh, mm-hmm. So it was like round two with Justin and his Lumineth. Oh, yeah. Um, and I was, I was doing, it was a 2v1 of me and Hunter. With his ogres against mm-hmm. Teclas. Oh yeah, that's time. right, Teclas. And um, and the the Lumineth. Teclas got into combat with the Breaka boss, <laughs> and he was so pumped to just like <laughs> stomp on this thing because it was becoming a problem. And I'm like, oh, by the way, you're minus one to hit. And he's like, why? <laughs> and I'm like, because I'm smelly. That was my mount trait oh, uh, so for funny. the boss. And like, he's just like, oh, fine. Oh, no. Yeah. My techless that autocasts all his spells, he can yeah, only hit yeah. on threes. And then he's like, fine, I'll, I'll out attack. And then I'm like, okay. And then I get to roll the skull bugs thing oh, for so another awesome. minus one. And I think I, think I got it. And yeah. he's like... <sighs> Fine. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry, Mister Mister. Yeah. I'm gonna yeah. roll and and cast a spell that makes it so that you have to use two command points for every yeah. one. Yeah, he didn't do that to us. He he was nice enough to not do that to us. That's awful nice of him. Um, but yeah, I've I've been having a lot of fun. Like once I got the cruel boys down, a lot of fun with them. Uh, Super sneaky is really cool to Super do. Super sneaky is really awesome. I, I like wish it. it was better though. And there yeah. there was a there was a story. In the new book that I think should have been how Super Sneaky works. So there's this really like short blurb of this cruel boy, like Killaboss or whatever, leading not only other gut rippers and his boys, but there was also a group of iron jaws and bone splitters that were attacking these humans on a river. Did you read that one with the raft? No, I don't, or if I did, I can't remember. So, like, it. they were waiting in the, the bushes for these, like, free guild marksmen or something to cross this river. Oh, yes. Yeah. Yes, now I remember. And, and they had, like, the Iron Jaws, like, rush in to the river to, like, meet them. And then they had the, the Mire Brute Trogoth, like, knock down trees that they had, like, previously chopped down a little bit mm-hmm. uh, to, like, fall on top of the raft. And it made bridges... For the boar boys of the bone splitters to rush in. Nice. And then on top of all of this, underneath the raft, from like the, the muck and mire rises up uh, the slug or sludge raker. Oh, it was the no. swamp boss. And he like came out from underneath of them. And I was like, that is so cool. So I wish super sneaky, I didn't have to like immediately put them down. I wish I could like hold them in reserve, at least yeah. like around, to like see what was gonna happen. Because it, it is so... I, I haven't figured out how to use it right. Well, uh, I, you know, I, I feel like it would be so cool if you could just... If you could either choose to do it at that point or mm-hmm. hold it. Or hold it, And yeah. then to come in as, uh, you know, anywhere on the board, mm-hmm. 
within yeah, just like, like have something or something, in or reserve. maybe just give give them eight inches. So because they're super sneaky. Yeah, they're super 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 super, super, super sneaky. sneaky. So I I typically use it with the Breaka Boss and uh like. Jim and Matt Becker have like come to hate that thing because really it's just a I turn him I into love a that little guy no I like hate playing against him oh I don't mind playing against him you always use him so you you always like throw him right up at me and I'm like all right I'll just yeah you know. um so and you you talked to me about using it like um with the the crossbows the bolter boys do you can you do it with any unit you can do it with any okay unit. so I actually have a little bit of an addendum to that. I think that you should use it with either your Hobgrot Slittas or you should use it with your, um, well, crossbow boys are kind of good if you just get them into place, but mm-hmm. either Hobgrot Slittas or just a, a unit of 10 um, boys. Mm. And and in any in any game where there's like objectives, like let's say there's three objectives, mm-hmm. one, two, three, after everybody's set up, you can tell which objective is your opponent's weakest. Mm-hmm. So you can say... I'm going to super sneaky over to this objective over on the left. Mm. And then you either have to spend resources to come get me off of this objective. Mm -hmm. And even then, God only knows if you'll actually do it. Mm. Okay. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, because... The the way I do it is I I've been using it is I turn the break a boss into just a bomb like I give yeah, him I give him the the ward say the amulet of destiny I make it his finest hours because I know he's gone yeah, I know he's not going to live and I like do the mortal wounds on him to like get extra attacks and stuff the break a harness and I I try and just clear out as much as I can um, while he's there the one the times that I should have done that I chose to switch it out and super sneaky the the bolter boys so that they oh, were in range boys. and uh, I did it with uh, my last game of against the seraphon and I was that was a stupid move because there was a whole block you just shoot them a whole block of skinks in front of oh, me. Sk- and I should have creamed them yeah. with the break boss and I'm like no I need to get rid of his heroes because mm. that was what I was talking about with Justin in that yeah. like I should have I, I moved the break boss against the Lumineths when I should have used the Bolter Boys to get rid of that Cathaler, like, turn one. Yep. So I just get rid of that and cripple that his That thing little... is so annoying. Yeah. And I didn't do it there, and I'm like, okay, get rid of the heroes, use them to, like, just pick off stuff. And then he had, like, he had, like, a Skink Priest, a Carnosaur, no, uh, an Old Blood, not on the Carnosaur, and then, like, mm-hmm. the, the Stegodon. And I'm like, well, I'm not going to kill the Stegodon, so let's get rid of the Wizard. Free me up a little bit. And there was this huge block of skinks that I just didn't think was a threat. Oh. Because apparently they can do 60 attacks in the shooting phase. They are very good. And 90 in the, the melee, if or in the combat yeah. phase, if he gets all the bonuses on him. And I'm like, what? And he's like, Watch yeah, out for the skinks. Yeah. So I, I have not been as like strategic with Super Sneaky as I as well, I It's a learning be. process. Yeah, right? it's a learning process. Yeah, You have to always, you know, you... When I I will have you know when I first started this game, in I was thirteen I think or mm-hmm. maybe fourteen I think it was my fourteenth birthday. So in nineteen ninety four, I was really bad. I lost every single game, every game I ever did. I lost, and I I played against people who were just not that far ahead of me. But I just did not understand. Mm-hmm. It took me. Every game, like the first hundred games I lost. Yeah. Can you imagine how, like, just yeah, disparate you feel after that? Um, so after learning, after doing that, it was when I took statistics in college that <laughs> I, I, was, I was like, oh, yeah, click. my yeah. gosh, how, this is what you're yeah. supposed to do. Yeah. 
That's how statistics work. Okay. Uh, when we were doing the doubleheader against the Ogres, like it was Hunter and Evelyn, and mm-hmm. before, like the the week before, he's like, "You are going to learn to use your statistical gut and not statistical like, gut, yeah, we're yeah. going to go quick and you're going to we're going to get this down." I'm we like, did. We got it done yeah. before nine. We were yeah. we were packed up and out by nine. Yeah. Yeah, and we that had was, full five turns. That was a fun game too. It was a good game. I feel like if Hunter had only just committed to one side, mm-hmm. or if he had not tried to rush both sides, he really ABCs. Like mm-hmm. he really ABCs. But then he'll ABC mm. with almost everything except for his strong stuff, which he kept like sort of in the back, like the husk guard. Like he, yeah. he kept his husk guard in the back by while putting. Well, that his... was the that was the. It wasn't the stone horn. It was the. Sh- Snowball one. Yeah, but that one's still really good in close combat. Mm. Why not throw it up with the other I one? I mean, how can you not ABC with all of those big monsters? Like, well, no, no. The problem is that he didn't ABC oh, at the uh, same gotcha. thing. I gotcha. Like, you want to you wanna run a bully squad. You only have, like, he only had, what, four, eight, ten models, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Ten models and a thousand points. That means that all, at least eight of those models have got to be charging the same thing. You've yeah. got to look at your opponent turn one, which he what I thought he was doing. You know, look at him and say that unit and that unit are gone. Mm. Just, and then you do whatever you want to me. You can delete one of my units. You delete one of my big things, but I know that two of yours are gone. What would you have, what would you have charged then? Um, you would have swapped the, where the stone horns went and where the other, whatever the smaller beasts are. Well, number one, I would have, because he's got a lot of movement, especially when he's hungry. Mm-hmm. I would have ran everything over that left-hand flank, forced you out of, because you were in range to shoot everything on mm-hmm. our turn. So, of course, you did, mm-hmm. and most of it died. So, I would have gotten just out of range to force you to move. I would have taken something. I would probably used something to take the middle objective mm-hmm. and the right objective, which was real far away from you as well. Yeah, And then I would have said... We're getting objectives. You can just stay there and do nothing, or you can come at me. And if you come at me, then I'm going to come at you hard because, you know, he he's got he's hungry, so he's got yeah. these extra inches. Yeah, and and moving those those bolter boys when you don't want to move them mm-hmm. is it, it is hard. Like, he could have gotten back to them. Positive. Yeah, he should have snowballed them absolutely. Yeah. And, like, their range gets cut in half. And, also and then Evelyn could have been throwing spells yeah. at us the whole time. Yeah. It would have been I don't rough. Think they don't, I don't think they had a wizard. Oh, yeah, she did. She did? Not oh. only did she have a wizard, but she had a two-casting wizard because she ran the... The tyrant, right? It wasn't a tyrant. Oh, it was the, the, tyrant? The, um, was the butcher. It? Her butcher with the spoon. I don't think she had that. Mm-hmm. She had a butcher with a spoon, oh. and she put it right behind the pot. I don't remember that. Okay. The maw pot. Remember she kept trying to get off the, the chomp spell? Mm, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, so... Okay, okay. I thought it was retirement, but I guess not. Mm. I, I I really thought that... I thought that they would have had a much better job of it if they... Like, we kind of turtled because I knew that he was going to ABC. So I was like, oh, we'll just toss yeah. all your hobgrats out in front. Yeah. I have no problem and, know, sacrificing them. Yeah. And also, like, the mortal wounds that... The cruel boys put out just like <laughs> they're very good. Eats through a stone horn. And yeah, like, it will eat your stone yeah, horn like, for breakfast. Yeah, it was. Yeah, I mean, the, the, sending him into the hobgrats was just really kind of like fun to watch. Oh, I was like, was I fun. don't care about those. And then I got to like pull my brute bo- or break a boss in and be like, hi. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that yeah. break and and that time you, you kept. I remember you asked me. You said, "Should we do super sneaky and put the break a boss up?" I was like, "No, no, no, no." Let's put them behind these hobgrots. 
Yeah. Because he was on the other side. Yep. He was on the other side ready to deal with the the smaller beasts. And then you're like, no. Like, yeah, put him over here. And I was like, oh. Murder him. Yeah, that's that's really where I I struggle is, like, placement and, like, figuring out, like, how to respond to people and, like, what I want to do. What you really have to do is just play the armies, honestly. That's how... If I could play an army, then I know its weaknesses. Mm. And I know that, oh, this army is super fast, but it only has, like, ten models. So Mm -hmm. if you kill any one of them, they're in almost trouble. Yeah. Or, like, in in your army, I knew as long as I can take objectives and stay moderately away from you, I can force you to come to me. Yeah, and then, yeah. But with Korn, for instance... It's the same thing. I, f- I feel like that's the least oppressive army, corn. Corn. Yeah, because no matter what, I I have to charge you. Mm-hmm. No matter what, although sometimes I can force you to charge me, I'll always deal damage back to you. I'll always, you know, I'll always be doing wounds back to you as as you're doing wounds to me, unless it's in shooting. Mm-hmm. So, I don't know. It doesn't. Every, every game that I play with them always ends in somebody going, yeah, well, at least I killed three-quarters of your army. And yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah, you did. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, well, I did still have a lot of fun playing against Maja. I mean, it was yeah. it was rough to watch. <laughs> I just had to, like, sit down and be like, huh. But I, I, like, came back, and I, uh, I was I ended, like, in a good mood with that game because it, it was just fun to watch. Um, you know what's funny is that one day I was going up against Jim and Evelyn had forgotten all of my big models. Mm-hmm. And cause she, she was, I asked her, I was like, Evelyn, can you please just pack up my models? I got a lot of stuff to do. Yeah, Evelyn. And <laughs> to get ready to go. Yeah. And she says, okay. And she didn't pack up Maja, Faja or any of the other, like, I remember. So all I have were like my little guys. And I'm like, Oh my God, how am I ever going to do this? Mm-hmm. Like, Honestly, the, the scariest so. moment playing against you is when like someone's telling you what's about to happen and you're like, okay. <laughs> like <laughs> you have like a blank face and you're just like, sure. Yeah, that's And I'm like good. now second guessing, <laughs> like I'm like, oh God, am I should I not be doing this right now? And I'm like, well I don't have any of the other plans. I don't I worry, to, yeah. I'm thinking seriously yeah. too. Yeah. It's and just I try not to ever show like that I'm like I'll say, oh no, when something dies and I'll be yeah. like, ah oh, no, I should have done this. But a lot of times when you're when you're like, Yep, I'm gonna go ahead and shoot you here, here, and here, and I'm like, do it, you won't. Yeah. And <laughs> I'm like, Well wait, hold on. Am I should I not now? And then I just like second guess myself on Well when you shot Ma you were like, I'm gonna shoot Maja with this big old crossbow thing. I was like, Okay, no problem. You yeah, go, you go and do that. Yeah, and I'm like, uh, what does uh, that mean? Should I do that? <laughs> yeah. And then you, you dealt a whole bunch of mortal wounds to her and I was like yeah, no. yeah. The one time I really needed it to go through, it came through. Yeah, but it was really good. I I don't think I'll be taking that thing anymore. That that really, it just doesn't pay off because you get the one shot and you have mm-hmm. like you really do have to bring it if you're doing like the big yeller clan where you can re-roll it. Oh yeah, hopefully, um, you can hit and it'll wound and they won't save it and then you can do a bunch of damage. But like, also not a lot of people here have like monsters. Really, you know? I, I always. Well, try I mean, monsters. they do, but like, I haven't. Like, I I ended up bringing it when I was going against like Jim and Cities of Sigmar, and I mm-hmm. like, I just wasn't thinking. I'm like, big crossbow, use it, <laughs> and, and then I have like nothing really to shoot at because you gotta shoot at those one wound dwarves. Yeah, yeah, and I'm like, I guess I'll have to shoot at his ballistas. <laughs> yeah, does that make sense? And then he had like two of them. I'm like, oh, hmm. So mm-hmm. I just felt like outgunned, but like. It's either that thing or the the marsh crawler, 
that oh, I, marshmallow end, I end up is cool. it's so good too it's especially good. with like where the gut rippers are of like fours and fours and no rends like yeah yeah so given that plus one to hit on 18 inches is so long so good and then with the like bubble of x mortal wounds plus one on the, the the swamp boss is just it gets crazy yeah that definitely gets good yeah let I, me ask yeah. you well alan is also but i am gonna build a slanesh army okay cool what do you think what, what are your thoughts on slanesh have you played against them i have not i have i have heard the tale of uh, your game against them but that that's it so i've never they're really good yeah they're really good. They look like honestly, they look so gross. They're so cool, right? Like the whole crab hands oh, and so like those cool. little mounts that they have. Oh yeah, the little demonic mounts. Yeah, so those cool. and like the whole like ch- wheel of spike chariot they have. Uh, I would that lawnmower. Yeah, like that thing? is no, just, it's not a lawnmower. It's like a bush hog. Yeah, That's what it's that thing just is. so like intimidating to look at. I have not mm. played. I. The only chaos I think I've played against is Corn and Skaven. Well, so you haven't played against Zinch. Zinch, okay, so when you play against Zinch, uh, I do have a Zinch army, but I don't bring it out because it is very oppressive. Mm. Zinch will say... Yeah, blue horrors and all those? No, I don't even... I have one squad of Mm. blue and pink horrors and whatever, but Zinch will look at you and say... Oh, Cruel Boys? Did you guys do... You guys do Mortal Wounds? Mm. (laughs) That's funny, because... I will throw you out like twenty or thirty mortal wounds. Turn, I'll be like, here, have thirty mortal wounds. That's. I'm gross. not joking. Like they really is that do from like just the spells and stuff. Or? No, not everything does mortal wounds. Mm. Like Zangors, and they mm. have a standard, and it does mortal wounds within eighteen inch. Everything is like come within mm. my eighteen inch bubble. I dare you. I see. I see. And and there's like spells that do tons of mortal wounds, and mm. then there's things that do mortal wounds on, you know, sixes to hit. But most of the time, it's mortal wounds that are like, come into my bubble and see what happens. Gotcha. gotcha. And it is mean, mean. I mean, mm. super mean. I think we have someone besides you. I think Colin. Yeah, has, Colin has it. And he also has Nurgle, too. He does. And I've seen him bring those. And I I would be, I don't think I would like to play against Inch. I think I would get spanked really quickly. Well, once you figure he, out like, what they're, you know. Yeah. After you, after yeah. you played him a couple times like anybody who play has not played against your army i think that colin will have a hard time playing against your war clans at the same time that you'll have a hard time Mm. playing against him like you would have a terrible time playing against my zinch because i know your army and you don't know my army yeah but if you both don't know your armies Mm -hmm. like each other's armies yeah he knows your army a little bit but he he still doesn't know it well enough to say what should i yeah 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 you know look for or look against with this army so I think you would be okay with something mm. like that. Or if we had like, if I played you three or four times with that same army, the yeah. fourth time would, would be a very even match. Yeah. Does yeah. that make sense? Mm-hmm. Yeah, as I Because gotcha. you'll know the army after Yeah, that. yeah. And that's what I noticed about you. If you've played that army a couple of times, you will, you'll give them either a very close match or you'll whoop their butt. Mm. Yeah. It means you're a good player, especially because you've only been playing for like a year and a half. Thank you. Thank you. I'm, I'm always down for playing new armies, though. Like I like playing with new armies. I like playing with different armies. Each I like playing time. against new armies. Is what I'm saying is. Oh no, I like yeah, playing yeah, 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 yeah. with new armies. Like I, lo- I love playing my Ideneth. I love. Playing I would. I would love to see them. I know. I know that they are like extremely. Or are they still extremely oppressive? Or they were they really were. bad. But in 3.0, um, okay. So 
Number one, being able to not stack extra saves for their quote unquote invulnerable saves mm-hmm. can't be rendered. Mm-hmm. Um, that put them from like, I can't even deal with this to eh, this could be dealt with. Yeah. They used to have this thing where you would take a whole lot of the same thing and just never die. Mm. And now you take a whole lot of the same thing and hope for four pluses and hope that you never die. Mm-hmm. But then your their rend is mostly negative one. Okay. They're not terrible. But I would still like to see, like, I'm always down for playing new armies and stuff, especially with, like, the new book. And I'd all say they're not as bad as, they're not as oppressive as new Stormcast. Yeah. Those new Stormcasts are pretty darn good. Golden children of, I'll tell you what. of uh, AOS. But like, when they came out, I mean, you, have, you yeah. have to understand, there was nothing like Deepkin. Yeah. Okay, so the one that came out before that was Warclans, and Warclans' big thing was, I have a four-plus armor save for my whole army. Which I loved, and I'm so mad that right? that's gone. Yeah. That was their whole thing, is mm-hmm. like, I've... And it was strong. Mm-hmm. You have to understand, I went to Adepticon where Warclans went after they had just came out, and people were using them hard. They, yeah. were, they were really and doing was, well. Was the Big Wah, that did that still have like the six up uh, ward save? Yes, but most people didn't run it. Mm. Most people ran Iron Jaws because yeah. they wanted to attack in the command phase. Yeah. That's what they wanted to yeah. do. Yeah, which, yeah. So the, the army was you would take like a billion brutes, mm-hmm. and then, I mean, that's still the army, I guess. Yeah. But, and then you'd make them attack in different phases, and yeah. you just people's butt which is one of the big changes that i saw in like look like i went and like looked at both books like this past week and like just took mm-hmm. notes on what changed and why or trying to figure out why and like mighty destroyers that that command ability where you can like move something or charge something or make something fight oh, it was in so the hero phase they changed it to just pile in yeah, right. And I'm like, but why? Like, let what? me let me get a let me get a hit out. Um, but the the new like Iron Jaws Wa I think is uh, a lot better. Mm-hmm. Um, the, you don't. It was some wacky rule in 2.0 where you had to like count up the number of units in a bubble. Roll dice, roll dice, and count. But now you don't, and you don't even have to spend a command point to do it now. And it gives you plus one to charge and plus one rend. Which well, let me tell you how you use that in in. Previous editions. Uh-huh. In previous editions, what all you had to do was be on like turn three mm-hmm. and be winning the game and have a whole bunch of your guys mobbed up, mm-hmm. like real close to each other, and also be winning the game. I can't cannot stress this enough. <laughs> you have to be winning the game because if all your guys were dead, it didn't do it. Yeah, it didn't do it. Yeah. Uh, so yeah. it was it was, like you look. I remember using it actually uh, in a game against um, Deepkin. Mm-hmm. I can't remember what his name is, but he was using Deepkin and mm-hmm. good Deepkin, right? Because he was a new player, he's a brand new player. He he had done did well because Deepkin were really good. Mm-hmm. He came up against me and he was like, "Oh, you're playing Iron Jaws, isn't that quaint?" And I'm like, "Yeah, yeah, Iron Jaws, they're pretty good, right?" <laughs> he's like, "Yeah, we'll see." And yeah. and he was very disappointed at the end yeah. of that game, I think. Yeah. But another cool change they did for the mega bosses was that when they issue commands. Mm-hmm. They can do it to multiple units at the same oh, yeah, time for so one good. point. That is awesome. For just like the Realm Lords can. Oh really? Yeah. The oh one yeah yeah specifically yeah. That, um, yeah, Justin plays. Yeah, yeah. They can. So he makes two people shoot at you. Yeah, that was that was all fun. Okay, let's talk about the Warclans yeah. book. Yeah. Um, let me ask you, what do you think the strengths of the new Warclans book are? It it really is like the 
the Cruel Boys are the, the way to go for it. I just don't see well the new models. The, it's definitely yeah. The new models are the the strong part for it. Um, and the Blown Splitters, it just R.I.P. So awful. So awful. Like it's the Age of Beasts. And they got rid of all of their cool monster hunting abilities. Let me ask you a question. What if... This, oh, wait. Okay. Yeah. What if they gave them a four-plus ward save? Would that would that help? Every every bone split a four-plus ward save. Well, you can do it once in the game. Like all the time, though. Yeah, all the time, that would be nice. Like, because they have a six-up save, and if it was a four-plus, I would feel more comfortable bringing them. Yeah, what if they gave them no save at all? Little dash. Little dash. Little dash no next save. to the save. Just like well, Then zombies. that's just a four-up save. Four-up ward save. Four-up ward, I guess. Remember, wards against wounds and mortal yeah, wounds, so... Strengths-wise, it is, like... It would make them into an anvil, right? The yeah, anvil that just, your army kind of mm-hmm. needs, and... And yeah. a lot of a lot a lot of new armies are coming out with like, oh, well, I I wound on a six or I hit on a six, therefore a mortal mm-hmm. wound come to you. I think a strength, it for the Iron Jaws really is the War Chanter. Still, that is a a key model, and I guess always has been. But now plus with, one damage is so good. But with the the rally ability too. Oh yeah. Where if your uh, Ard boys are within the little bubble of them. They can rally on fours now. So you can just keep them there. As long as you as long pull as them out. Pull them out, The problem yeah. is when you when you get them into combats, yeah. A, they're only like four-inch moves, so yeah. Yeah. you cannot get them out of combat. Yeah. You just can't. So you can't run. You can't flee. I mean, when you flee, you can't run. Mm-hmm. Like, I do think the big wah, you can, like, steamroll. Like, you get plus one mm-hmm. hit, plus one wound. Some people have... They still have the ward save for the bone splitters. I played the other day. Big yeah. Wall. Big wall. That's what I played the other day against Alan. Mm-hmm. Once I got to the, uh, I got to the third round before it was plus one to hit, plus one to wound. Mm-hmm. I got plus one to hit really quick, but then plus one to wound didn't happen until about the, well, yeah, I guess it was the third round. Mm-hmm. And it really, that did help. That helps so much. It just becomes something you, like, you don't need to spend command points anymore. So you can like keep... Yeah. Your unit's there. The strength is the the issuing commands thing, like conserving uh, yeah, command con- points. Conserving command points or canceling out negatives. Yeah. When you say you get a negative one, well, I got to already have this plus yeah. one. I might have plus one from over here. Yeah. That's really nice. and cool, Really cool strength, especially with the, the clan that I play, the Skullbugs, is that you can seriously stack debuffs. Yeah. Like, they have uh, an ability on, like, a six, and then it, it's... A four if you're next to a monster. But also, the scare shields do the same thing on the charge rolls. And then the dirty tricks are so much fun. I mean, I only use the minus one wound in the the first round. Like, why wouldn't you? Yeah. But, like, stacking those debuffs and then hitting people with mortal wounds. And then in the combat phase, when you do the cruel boys wall, where Mm -hmm. you have your general and then two other units fight first. Like, I did that to Matt. Like, I, I was explaining stuff. I'm like, I'm just letting you know there's going to be a lot of debuffs and stuff coming mm. at you. And then I forgot to tell him about the Cruel Boys Wall. So he pulled, like, a, two units of his knights and this big block of warriors into my, my general. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, oh, by the way, I'm going to attack with everybody first. And then whatever is left can go ahead and fight. <laughs> and he's like, you did not mention this. I'm like, yeah, I forgot about it. I'm okay, sorry. so now imagine, imagine like, 
elves get that every time. Like they, when yeah. they pick somebody to fight, they pick yeah. two people to fight. Yeah. Well, at least the ones that yeah. Justin uses, they're really good. Yeah. But yeah. I tell, I keep telling Justin, I say, use the nastiest, cruelest tricks against me, mm-hmm. and I will, I will never complain about them. Yeah. I want to know. Yeah. Know the 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 is. debuffs is so much fun to play with of just like. Having your opponent be like, oh, well, that's not going to work oh, anymore. No. And then just, like, n- not even caring about their saves with, like, those sixes yep. of, like, mortal wounds plus one. I'll tell you, okay, no problem. That's fine. Yeah. Yeah, I know. <laughs> and then I get scared, and I'm like, oh. But, um, but you do everything right. I yeah. mean, everything is, you know, the minus one to hit, minus one to wound. God, that is so annoying. I can't tell you how bad that mm. is. Minus one to hit, minus one to wound is, oof. Yeah, and then, like, them using command points to kind of get rid of it and then be like, oh, yeah, again, we're going to do this. Like, we had, when I was playing Matt Becker, we had, like, four different things we had to keep track of, of, like, minus one, plus one, minus one, plus one, and then it kind of, like, just ended up being even. And I'm like, this is fun. Um, (laughs) (laughs) uh, But the, the only thing I will say for the book that I wish was different was it's the Age of Beasts, where are the monsters? Yeah, they're like they had a whole new sub faction of the cruel boys, and there's two monsters in there: the swamp boss and the vulture. Like yep. that break a boss on the trog that should have been should have been a monster. Been a monster. I Absolutely. think the Nash tooth shorts like the same size as a Dracolith or no? Uh, what are the some kind of Nash tooth? You mean? Yeah, uh, the the Sigmar dragon riders, but not the ones without the wings. Dracos. Yeah, Dracos. Dracos. Those aren't monsters. I get that. There's multiple of them, but, like, there's the one model, you know, and he's supposed to be the general. I think that should also be, like, a monster. And, like, all these, like, awesome things that they do with, like, monsters get extra command or victory points if you complete battle tactics with them. But also you get extra victory points if you kill Mm -hmm. a monster. Like, I was like, where are the monsters? Where are the monsters? And, and like, the, the plus one to hit Trogoth? That is yeah. on a monster size base. That is on a monster size base. I, that is a monster. And it is it's not. got a howda. It's not. It's as big as a stegodon. I guess it's just too lazy to be considered it's a monster. Too lazy <laughs> it's to too monster. lazy to be considered a monster. <laughs> he's like so. he's like rampage and Yeah. Yeah. So it was it, yeah. That was like the only thing. That and rest in peace bone splitters of and yeah. the the ice bone ones. The the one sub the mortal wound the mortal wound it's the same thing as the cruel boys but not as good because you don't get any of the bonuses for it yep and they used to have so many like exploding sixes like if you did it right you could get four extra attacks on a six that was so cool that was neat and they got rid of it yep. and I'm just like mm. and and what about the um what about the savage orc boar boy or more boys they, yeah you know they mm-hmm. they attack twice and that was mm-hmm. so good so good and they get extra attacks if they charge like. Mm-hmm. Like five attacks and then sixes explode into more. Like you that's crazy. Be, when one of those units charges me now and I'm like playing in like say Stormcast Eternals, mm-hmm. I, I just laugh in your face. Yeah. Like if if they kept those rules and um I I would I would feel comfortable doing like the six up saves and the maybe ward save, you know, and yeah. like a six up ward save if I could get a, just a bunch of attacks off on a charge, you know, before yeah. I have to worry about anything. But it's it's not there anymore. So, but but I think they're high. Okay, one thing I want to talk about you is looking ahead. I think there's still some models to come out. You were telling me about this. So yeah. what model do you think that is going to come out? 
I think there's another. So they just put out the. Oh, sorry, the no, Harrow no, no. Deep box for Underworlds. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a Breaker boss in there who's not on the Beast or anything. It's this little like gang of Hobgrots and Grots. But there's another. There's a picture in the book of a orc with like a little vulture on his arm, and I'm. I mm. think it's just going to be another Breaker boss, kind of like the Killer boss with the Stabgrot, where he's just kind of like on his lonesome. Yeah. Um. But in the the book, I would have loved to see war machines for the orcs. Like, oh yeah, that would be so cool. The story of like Gordrak. Gordrak, yes, Gordrak, and the giant ram that he made out of that um, god beast's head. Did you re- and like he wanted to smash yeah. uh, the doors of uh, Azir open and like fight. But he used it. He used it at uh, Excelsis. <laughs> yeah, Excelsis. Uh, yeah. And it like broke. And but it, it broke, got the doors. But down. it got the doors open. And I'm like, and then they talked about the the cruel boys made these mega choppers, like a winch driven mega chopper that breaks down <laughs> static awful. defenses. And I'm like, where is that thing? Yeah, wouldn't it be cool to just have a, a big old cart with this enormous chopper on it? That yeah, down. That would be making like so a tomahawk mission. Cool, and like have like trolls like pushing it or something. That oh, would be, be awesome. That'd be so cool. Uh, that's what I'm like really. I would I would love to see. I don't. Yeah, you don't have to give everything monsters if I can get a giant war machine. Yeah, for definitely. The, the orcs. What they did with Gordrax um, with his story. Did you Did you read that? I read I read it in the book. I didn't read any of the kind of expansion books. In no, it's in, it's in that book. Yeah, in here. Yeah. So with the like giant worm. So after after he fails at Excelsis because he does fail because after Lord Croak teleports, you know, what's mm-hmm. his face away and um, uh, Kragnos. Yeah, Kragnos away, yeah. and the behemoths get kind of like taken down. Mm-hmm. Uh, he charges all these astral templars, and they hand him his ass. Yeah. Like, pretty hard. And he realizes he's the only one. Yeah, and he's, like, so uh, he, he leaves. Yeah. And he he's like, I got me an idea. So he goes and, and he, like, uses his maw crusher. He makes it not fly, so that way it'll lure the, the, the god beast with mm-hmm. the portal in its mouth yeah. to this enormous sentient uh, crack in the ground. Yeah. Uh, where the god beast gets stuck in the crack with its mouth open. Yeah. And so now he's just got this portal to... The eight points, right? Yeah, the eight yeah. points. And he's just like, hey, let's go that way. Yeah, let's do that. Yeah. Let's go mess with Archeon. Yeah, that was so cool uh, to read about. And I'm... And, like, his whole, like, him and Gobsprack's relation with Kragnos is just really funny. Oh, that's so oh, awesome. just, like, Gobsprack, like, kind of just shows up to Kragnos, and he's like, what do you want? What do you yeah, want to do? Right? Like, I, I'm not scared of you. And Kragnus is like, cool. I, well, I think Kragnus just likes that he has somebody he can talk to now. Yeah. You know what's interesting? They call Kragnus a god. Mm-hmm. But they also make mention that there was a time that he was actually like a, like a young stallion. Mm-hmm. As far as I know, gods do not start off as young stallions. Yeah, well, they, they talked about that a little bit in that he like amassed enough like kind of wah energy almost, that he became kind of a god. He didn't start out as a really? god. Yeah. Um, he kind of just absorbed so much energy breaking Gur that he yeah. became a god at some point. Yeah, it was, it was in there. I, I forget exactly. I, I couldn't really. I mean, I was kind of reading it. I, mm-hmm. I've read that book a couple times now, and mm-hmm. every time I read it, I find something new yeah. in there. Something that hasn't uh, kind of hasn't been... Th- talked really about. I, I love how they discuss the Age of Chaos in that book. 
Mm-hmm. Did, did you read about that? What specifically are you talking about? I'm that? talking about when they, when Archeon was invading all the realms. Mm-hmm. And so he goes to this like corn lord and he's like, you, go take Gur. Mm-hmm. And the guy's like, sure. And there was a pile of chaos warrior yeah. bodies, a mountain high. Yeah. And the, the, gob- or the orcs were like, this is fantastic. Yeah, they, this is the best is thing like, in the world. Yeah, they're like, they're like, well, let's party all day and yeah, all night. It was just five hundred years of fighting, and they're like, yeah, this is fine. This sounds great. And then, and then Sigmar came um, with the Stormcast Eternal, and they're like, more people to oh play with. Oh my gosh! And, and then, then, well, no, they got upset at, Sto- at yeah, Sigmar because yeah. Sigmar's like, no, we will bring peace to this land, and yeah. they were like. Wait, what? Yeah. Excuse me? No, 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 no. Yeah. And then they they just thought they were there to, like, fight. Like, yeah, they were, like, new toys. stuff yeah. to fight. Oh, wow. And then the whole thing with them, later on with the bone splitters, the Drakfoots, with, like, demons and the yeah. Necroquake, of, like, that the orcs just getting really mad that they can't actually kill stuff. Yeah. is just so funny. Like, the Stormcast Eternals, they just pop, right? Yeah. And go back to Azir and come back down, you know? And then demons, they, they go back to... Wherever, except I, for Gobsprack, got that one hand. He did get that one hand, <laughs> and so then he the, showed the, off his mates. The Dragfoots, when like the Necroquake happened, and like ghosts were popping up everywhere, they were just really mad that they couldn't hit anything, and they're yeah. like, "No, we don't believe in ghosts. <laughs> we don't believe in you. <laughs> they, they're like, you're not really a you're ghost. Not real. I can kill you. And yep. then so they got to like ignore Ethereal and just all ward saves. Oh, yeah. And I actually played a game so of um, Bone Splitters versus Night Haunt with Justin's army. Oh, did you? Yeah, and I and I knew he was bringing them because he told me uh, last week, he, or the week before, he was going to bring them. And I'm like, okay, I'm going to play Dragfoot. And he's like, oh, by the way, I'm Ethereal and I have a, I have the Deathless save. And I'm like, no, you don't. I don't believe in ghosts. <laughs> I don't believe in and ghosts. And he's like, what? And I was like, yeah, I don't believe in them. I'm just going to. Yeah. Sorry, buddy. Sorry, buddy. I don't believe I in mean, them. I mean, all of my models are shit, but I don't believe in yeah, them. Yeah, I don't believe in them. <laughs> it was actually, a, it was a cl- much closer game than um, I would have thought. Somehow I got to, like, teleport something. I played with my Night Haunt recently. Yeah, yeah, the Dia de los Muertos one, yep. right? And yeah. I was very surprised at just how viable they actually were still. Yeah, because you were you had some doubts about. I did. Yeah, I was very doubtful, but I don't know. I, I again, they they do throw out mortal wounds at least. Yeah. So yeah. I don't think they would hold up very well against like most armies. <laughs> I don't. Mm-mm. No, not against yeah. the elves. Not against the uh, warclans. No. Yeah, finding finding like how to play against the armies is really what I gotta I gotta do because. All the stuff yeah, that I thought sure. I, I relied on is not there, and I, and I, I don't yeah. know like a whole bunch of armies. Like I, I haven't had an, that much exposure, so I think you're right in that. In that, I just gotta play with them, play against them. Yeah, play with them, play against them. Yep, and you yeah. can always borrow any of my armies at oh. any time. You can That's always right. say, "Hey, Matt, bring up your whatever." And yeah. heck, for this whole last thing, I brought um, my death army for Mike to use. That was no problem. Is that the flesh eater quartz? No, not the flesh eater quartz. Oh. The um, soul, uh, blight? soul blight. Yeah. Oh uh, yeah. And he he used them to great effect. That's cool. Oh. I never. I don't think I've only done flesh eaters. I haven't done soul blight. I haven't. Again, I haven't played a whole bunch. Soul blight's good. They're very powerful. They're fun. Um, yeah, but yeah, you're yeah. more than welcome to borrow any of my armies at any time. It'll take me some time to learn them, but yeah. Hey, you learn by doing, right? Yeah. But I, I've been uh, fiending on. Battle reports, like I've been yeah. just like binging. That's good. You learn Titans how to play, and they don't do too much AOS, no, but don't. but it's good when they do. I, yeah. I do like those games, and like uh, mm. Mini War Gaming, 
they always are putting out stuff. But it was it's yep. it's been a lot of Soul Blight grief lords though, and yeah. I yeah, a lot of people were saying like Age of Soul Blight, you know. So I do have a question for you though. Yeah, what I know the Maggotkin is coming out soon. That's like the mm-hmm. next book to release. What do you think is going to be the next book, or what would you like to see? What would I like to see? Well, mm-hmm. there's supposed to be another um, on like an actual new release, like a okay. new race to be released in 2022. In fact, there were supposed to be two. I did not know that. Uh, but I didn't. I don't know if any of them actually will be. Mm-hmm. What I would love to see, um, I'd like them. I'd love to see Beast of Chaos. I'd like for them to do justice to that book. Okay. Because Beast of Chaos are the worst army. <laughs> they are well. Okay, they're not quite as no. They are as bad as. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> as who? As as Grotz. Yeah. Um, I'd love for them to do Grotz and Beasts. And I want I want to make Beasts of Chaos scary. Yeah. Again. Yeah. No, they were never really scary. But I'd like to make them scary for the first time. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then I want to do a Beasts of Chaos army. I want to actually, like... Yeah, I want to... Do you have any of those models? I have a I'm couple... I'm assuming you just have every single... No, I don't <laughs> have every army. I don't have every... I have a couple of Ungor Raiders and... Okay. But I do not have that army. I don't have a 2,000-point army gotcha. there. Mostly because the last time they came out, everybody was like, wow, these suck so bad. Mm. And the same with the Grotz. Renee wanted to do the Grotz, and they really sucked. But I love those trogs. So yeah. we collected a lot of trogs and a lot mm-hmm. of squigs, and yeah, we made an army out of it. I would like to see the Grotz. I think, I think they should put out uh, destruction books first because Definitely. we have – that's the whole thing now. Yeah, and, we're in Gr- and how they interact with Kragnos would be really cool to see. Oh, I'd love to see that. Yeah, yeah like how, because you had Scragot, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. And how how do the trolls and like how do the spider fangs? Spider fangs. Yeah. What yeah, I want to see is how the interaction between Kragnos and the uh, the moon. Yeah. Because I would love to see uh, this like rumor grow up out of that that, and maybe it's like how how you. Bind all three of the moon grot, or I'm sorry, the moon clans together. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and maybe there's like a faction that splits off from them and says, "No, it was Crag, it was Cragnos that split the moon with his hooves." That would be cool, or something like that. That'd be really cool because he's been around forever, yeah. and like Grots have too. They're Wouldn't just it be like, neat if the moon was like following him for a little while? That would be actually really cool. Or, or maybe it was just heading in the same direction and neither of them really knew it, but everybody was like, oh my God, conspiracy theories. Mm-hmm, like, mm-hmm. goblins make good conspiracy theories. Yeah. They're, they're so funny. Like, I, I watched a lot of videos on, like, the lore behind mm-hmm. Grotz and stuff, and I, I want to get some to add in. I would love to add some, like, Fellwater Tragas to the Cruel Boys. I think those fit so well. They're good. In. And, like, maybe even spider fangs, just because, like, the mortal wound theme. I mean, they won't be as They're good. terrible. Yeah, I know. I know. But I can... Well, I, what I can tell you is that I used some of the rock gut trogs in mm-hmm. my last battle yeah. with Alan, mm-hmm. and they did really well. Do you know why? Why? I just made sure that they were within that 18-inch bubble of plus one, because it's plus one to, to all, all friendly, friendly. units. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. That'd be cool. They were um, really good, because he was like, how much damage is And I was like, three. And he goes, ooh. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, yeah. So I think that I think Grotz do deserve a new book because they. they <laughs> I want Grotz to be good. Not yeah. that okay. I don't want them to be solid. I want yeah. you to be able to chew through them so quickly. But I want you to be like, oh crap! Twenty Grotz just charged me. If twenty Grotz charge you, you better be watching it. Yeah, yeah. And then I also think, like, continue. Just do the next destruction ogres. They. 
I think they need a new book. Mm, I don't know. Ogres you know? Fine. You don't think so? I mean, a lot of their model line is kind of old, though. Very old. Oh, yeah. excuse me. I remember when that model line first came out. Thank okay. you very much. I didn't. I, I no, I <laughs> I actually do. I remember because they came out at almost the same time the Tau did, mm-hmm. and then I remember when their model line got a revamp mm-hmm. in 2012, 2011, because it was the <laughs> it was just before we went to the Renaissance Festival, mm-hmm. and all my friends came over the night before, and we got so drunk. I mean horribly drunk and then we we had i had the worst hangover the next day (laughs) when we went to the brightest day ever at the renaissance festival but then on the way back on the way back i stopped by the games workshop that was up there because high tide wasn't part of my life at that time Mm -hmm. and they had the new ogre book so i got it i got it and i got a couple ogres and i was really excited right no 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 no. they had an actual ogre kingdoms oh i didn't know that ogre kingdoms okay yeah i it was back in Warhammer Fantasy days. Oh, uh, okay. We're just talking about square bases here. Oh, uh, okay. Yeah. Long since thrown away, by the way. Yeah. The, the, the world that was for real for me, you know, like, I, I don't know fantasy at all. Well, I, I really loved the world that was, mm. only because, if only because they had a lot of, like, I don't know, iconic traditions mm-hmm. that I could really get behind. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I know a lot of people, like, struggled with, like, going from that to Sigmar, like, I did. <laughs> no, the only reason why is because before we had maps, we had cities, we had towns, we had definitive locations mm-hmm. and border plans, and we went from that to, like, the age of myth, where it was, like, presented as this large, unformed landmass that you mm-hmm. kind of had to... And there were no cities of Sigmar, there were no, like... You know what I mean? You, mm-hmm. were, you were kind of encouraged to... Make, make up your up, own yeah. story. And at the time, there were all these rumors about how they were going to do them. They were talking about, like, floating realms that would float around and bump into each other, and that's how you got battles. Mm-hmm. And they were talking about, like, nothing was really set in stone. And that's mm-hmm. why people, I think, were upset, because you went from everything set in stone to yeah. absolutely nothing. Like, the years of, of history. And, like, I, I mean, just with... No history. You're right. Yeah. Yeah. I mean... So... It felt kind of like a betrayal. Yeah, I know. A little bit. Yeah. I still stuck with it. I like the rule set. Love the rule set because it was easy. And you have to understand, we came from something that was so hard. You don't have to worry about that. Okay. Not a big deal. Um, we came from some a rule set that was so difficult to like figure out, to understand, and so precise in the way that you had to present yourself mm-hmm. that like we would have fights over the... Everything. Mm-hmm. Because you would have fights over facing. Yeah. You would have facing and you'd only be able to charge if you were at certain facings mm-hmm. and certain angles. And you had have fights over, thank God, you don't have to worry about um, rolling, what are they called, scatter dice. Scatter dice yeah. were the worst. Yeah. Oh, it was awful. I, that was actually kind of like my intro to mini wargaming was like some kind of like community thing. Kind of like what we did at the Dragon Boat Festival where there was mm-hmm. like this game store had... A booth out, and they actually had a little mini table set up to play. Uh, it was like uh, Space Marines versus Necron. It was just a tiny little list, and they would like teach you kind of like how to play, like really quick and dirty. And yeah. they they had the little rings and the little like f- flame templates and stuff. Mm-hmm. And they're they're like, okay, now roll your like missile or whatever, and it like. Went way off course. Like, what? <laughs> Hold on. I shot it at them. And he's like, nah, didn't. Uh, sorry. It's, it's over there. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, okay. Okay. So, yeah. <laughs> it was such a pain. It was yeah. really a pain. And, and every single rule was designed. It wasn't like, oh, you roll a two plus to hit. You would, you would look at your ballistic skill 
and you would look on a chart to see what you needed to hit. And then, or if it was weapon skill, you would compare your weapon skill yeah. to your opponent's weapon skill and look on a chart. Yeah. It was just, it was rough. I was rough. I got a hold of the PDF of like the old orcs book. I don't know what edition. I have no idea. Oh, that was so awful. Because you had... Yeah. I thought it was hilarious because there's one, like, page out there where they had a cutout you had to do (laughs) for the foot of Gork. Oh, yeah. And you had to, like, put it on the table and, like, this is the effect of the... Or whatever. I I could not understand the rules of, like... You actually had, like, a foot that you had to put on the board, and I thought that was... Yeah, because you would cast the spell. You'd roll dice to cast a spell. Mm -hmm. Or at that point, actually, it might have been our card system. There was once a card system. Wow. And you couldn't play with magic unless you bought the card system or unless you were playing with somebody who had the card system. Wow. Other than that, you just couldn't play with magic. Wow. Uh... Fortunately, my good friend at the time did actually have the card system. Unfortunately, he played High Elves, and he murdered me. <laughs> he would have Teclas, like, every game. Yeah. Oh, it was yeah. so impressive. Teclas back then was what, much worse than he is now. I, much that worse. is so hard to believe, but I'll no, take your word for it. No, much worse than I'll he was now. I'll take your word for it. And then um, you would have to, so you would have to, like, roll or get the card for the photogoric and and once it went off you would have to put it there and then you would have to roll scatter dice so it would like scatter off but if you rolled a hit oh boy some things would die because it's any base that was touching it would have to and usually Mm -hmm. everything was ranked up so you would you would hit like 15 things or something well the photogoric is back I don't know if you saw that. Yes I did and I I didn't know that was like an iconic oh so spell Um, and I immediately fell in love with it. I have not been able to get it off to, like, work yet. I got it off once and felt so bad. Yeah, because mm-hmm. I just got rid of the whole thing. I, I, I rolled so many mortal wounds with that thing. Yeah. It was, it's I felt all like bad. like, D6 mortal wounds, and then see if it happens again. And D6, until, it's, until the unit's gone, yep. or you stop. And That's just crazy. I remember my opponent went, dude, dude, just, you got yeah. it. You got the whole unit. And I was yeah. like, no, but I gotta keep rolling. Yeah. <laughs> they're like, man, this... Come on. Yeah. It was a unit of like 32. That's... No, it was a unit of 40 clan rats. That's what it was. Because mm. at the time, you take clan rats and, and they had 40 clan rats. And that was... I felt bad. Yeah. Just boom. You stomped them Boom. Out. Yeah. So... Well, I think we ought to wrap it up here. Mm-hmm. But it's been really fun. Thank it you so much. It has been great talking with you. I'm so... I was... I was so excited for this when you asked me to come on the show i've been loving listening to it and i'm so so happy to be a part of it so oh by the way thank you and i've been noticing that we've been getting listeners from all over the world which is actually really cool like hello from russia that's cool Hello, denmark i saw some new zealand we had some from um south america thank you for listening everybody from around the world even people in africa and australia uk that's awesome you guys are awesome by the way uh, thank you very much for listening to what we have to say. Mm-hmm. I hope we can, you know, make your day or at least your hobby a little, yeah, a little better. Yeah, it is fun to like listen while you're working on stuff. Yeah, while yeah. you're painting and yeah. stuff. Yeah. So I get to the point of this, the end of every segment that I have a guest on, mm-hmm. and I always let them have the last word. So here's your last word, and it doesn't have to be a word. It's more like yeah. a sentence or whatever you want to say. Go ahead and say it. Do not use any four-letter words or I will bleep you out. Yeah, Otherwise, gotcha. go right ahead. I am happy to play a game anytime, anywhere. So if you are itching, and this is to anybody here at the store, anyone listening, I guess. I'm, I'm not going to fly over there. <laughs> but if you want to play a game, let me know. I am always down. And even if it's not like 
uh, AOS, if you want to, I don't know 40K, but I would love to learn. So I'm down for games at any time. Awesome. Thank yeah. you so much for being here. Yeah. All right. Well, thanks a lot for listening, guys. You have a great one. And until the next podcast, you guys take it easy. Thank you for listening to Seriously Narrative, a Warhammer podcast. If you'd like to get in touch with us for questions, please email us at seriouslynarrativepodcast at gmail.com. We also have a Facebook page at facebook.com backslash seriouslynarrativepodcast. This episode of Seriously Narrative, a Warhammer podcast, is protected by the Creative Commons license. If you have any questions about the Creative Commons license, please visit their website at creativecommons.org. Music is provided by Incompetech created by Kevin McLeod and used under the Creative Commons license. Thank you for listening.